Are you ready? Thank <laughs> you. 
for the same sound effect. Oh, my God. Well, what other well, sounds well, are we well, going to make? Well, you usually say hello, everybody, right away. Hello, everybody, right away. Hello, everybody. How's everybody doing out there? If you're in the uh, northeast... Hemisphere. Hemisphere-ish <laughs> part of the Americas, um, <laughs> there's a lot of snow coming out right now. And I was just thinking that if we had our normal milonga, we'd be by ourselves right now. <laughs> we'd have well, we wouldn't be open yet. Why well, we? But um, Poodle would be with us definitely. Poodle, would you be there? I don't know. I think she would be. Yeah. All right. Yeah, and she'd um, stay till the end. Like I always. would be. Well, we would be teaching right now, but I would have been shopping for fruit. I can see myself walking down. Eighth Avenue, <laughs> cursing, getting covered in snow. Getting to the fruit guy, he's not there because in this kind of weather, they probably well, they're usually there. But yeah, so I'm sort of grateful we're not open tonight. <laughs> it's one of those nights in the winter where you know, like, it's gonna be slow, it's gonna be long. But then at the same time, those nights are amazing because the people who made it to there through the storm are like gonna stay and make the best out of that night regardless how many people are there and that it's gonna be a great night by the way do you guys hear us well we always like checking when we're together because it's harder to calibrate yeah unfortunately we don't have a this is live b we don't have a producer um <laughs> i'm listening to like podcasts all the time and at the end it's like even of like, there's a podcast called The Indicator. It's about 10 minutes long. Every day they have one. It's NPR special. Mm -hmm. And the credits for the list of producers takes like three minutes. <laughs> like, this show was produced by so-and-so and so-and-so. Sound by this and this. And I'm like, you had a 10-minute show. And you had 35 people. <clears throat> well, yes, Sharon, you are one of the producers. That is true. <laughs> that is very true. So you got to let us know the sound is, man. Um, they did. They said we are perfect. So Thank I was... you. <sighs> Cheers. Cheers. Adam. Cheers, everybody. Chin chin. So I was uh, laying on the floor and I fell asleep a little bit ago while you were playing tango music because we're trying to <clears throat> get out. our class organized for tomorrow. And... Um, I'm on, a, I'm on a yoga mat on a hardwood floor with a draft and no pillow, laying <laughs> on my back, and I fall asleep just fine because I don't know why. Oh, I go, so then you're like, oh, oh you, go into the you, room. You did fall asleep yeah, there. I, I didn't fell asleep realize like four or five you fell times. asleep. Hola, Nicola. Hola, Julian. <laughs> Nicholas. Hola, hola, Julian. Um, so I'm laying on my back. I keep dozing off. Finally, Chica's like, go, go lay in the bed and take a little nap. So I go in the bedroom, and I lay down for like, 15 minutes 
And I started thinking about the first tango marathon I ever went to, which was in Providence. It must have been Providence, Rhode Island. Probably, yeah. And New Year's, probably. The very first time I remember falling asleep and waking up to tango music. Oh, yes. My was God. so bananas and became very normal very quickly. But so I think what helped me fall asleep on the floor today was just like being similar in a similar environment. Like, Hmm. I'm not really comfortable. There's tango music playing. <laughs> there's I don't, a draft. There's really a draft. Cold. And I fall asleep. And then I go to a bed in a bedroom and I'm like having a little more. I still fell asleep for a good 40 minutes. Yeah. Um, but those so, were situations where we wouldn't really have a bed or sometimes we'd have a bed, but it would be a, on the floor in someone's well, living room. I believe our first time at Providence we slept because we were dating. We were together. We slept on that couch where the milonga was in the milonga space because yeah. we weren't like a part. I don't know if it wasn't. We didn't like, know anybody, right? So I and don't we think we couldn't afford to stay in a place. No, we could have, but we were cheap. You could have. You had. I could have. Yeah, you yeah. could have. Anyway, um, <laughs> I didn't want to make. You I think feel it was bad. the time we went and like. I don't think we kind of. I don't think we snudged our way into being allowed to stay over. I. Because I don't, I think Ellen ended up offering, like, oh, why don't you guys just stay? Because I know the following year they had a separate space with a bunch of like little cots, not cots, like you bring your own stuff, but you were expected to like stay in this room. But that that first year, I remember we slept on a sofa and a futon in the back. Yeah. And I remember falling asleep to tango music and waking up in the morning or whatever. And just like rolling into the onto the floor, like but, just out of the couch that's what i remember yeah too. and also like went back to dancing right away yeah just that also that feeling of like what the fuck is wrong with it? like <laughs> i mean there weren't that many people left at nine in the morning whenever we woke up but i think like jacob was still there i'm remembering a few people that were yeah you know so i'm curious to our listeners um and those who aren't going to listen live what your thoughts and reminiscence are of like your first marathon, especially if you had like the all nighter ones where you stayed over and you woke up and you were still there. Because once we did that several times, we went to all sorts of crazy events where you were there, there in the space for three days nonstop. You yeah. Know? And it was just longer. like normal. Yeah. And uh, for me, to be honest, coming from architecture background, that was part of Tango that connected me to Tango right away. Like um, until I found social dancing, it was more the music. Once I found social dancing, then it was seeing close embrace. Like these were the things that like pulled me in. Mm -hmm. And then the next step was going to the first marathon and festival and being around a group of people that stayed up till morning with this passion and interest, taking classes and then dancing till morning because with architecture school, we were like 60 people in class. And there were like from the first month on, we started staying up till morning in the studio, trying to get shit mm. down and not knowing what the hell we were doing, mm -hmm. sleeping on the radiators and like through the winter time. Yeah. And I had yeah. a similar experience as a, as a painter, like, but I was alone. Mm -hmm. But I would be in my studio slash living room, whatever you call it. And like I would just stay up all night and work, yeah, and just be absorbed by it. So, yeah, that was kind of cool in tango to 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 work, you know, to to find that that those places where people are, because you can't do this alone, right? We've been trying all of us for the last nine months, and it's not quite <laughs> as fulfilling. 
Um, <laughs> it's fulfilling in certain ways, that's for sure. So, uh, but to find like those marathons and those places where people just eat, sleep, and dance, uh, it kind of normalizes the, the the obsession. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and and I'm like feeling part of, of something much faster in a way. I oh. felt like you make friends faster. You like make connections faster when you start in a community. You go and you're like more shy and then, you know, you go for a couple hours. It's the dance atmosphere here. You got the whole package of sharing room with people or going out to dinners with people, but you know classes what? with the same people. So there's been a few moments in my life where I've realized I'm getting older. One of which was when I used to like notice that I would get excited about going to the grocery store. Mm-hmm. Like that was a big, <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to go to the grocery store. I was like, yeah, you're getting older, dude. <laughs> and the other one was when I noticed that bathrooms are important, especially yeah. when I travel. I mean, like, because there was a time in my probably all the way up until my late 20s where I was just kind of like, whatever, I'm sure it'll be fine. We're, we're 16 people, one bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> and now I'm like, oh, wait, there's four of us and there's only one bathroom. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm, not sure that's going to work out. <laughs> For me, it was like first the the change with age realizing like I'm getting older was when I was like, I no longer wanted to sleep on the floor mm-hmm. or, or on an air mattress. mattress. Oh my God. And also share bed or room with people who move a lot or snore and like, well, that's me. <laughs> but you know, it's funny. Cause like I went to stay with Jason and Anna the other week in, in beacon and um, Jason's in his mid forties, you know, so I'm getting up there. And um, he's like, but Anna's a little younger. And she's like, oh, we got an air bed. I, I bring my sleeping mat with me where I go because I like the firmness of the floor. And uh, she's like all excited. Oh, no, we got a bed for you now because they just moved there. They just bought the house. They don't really have much furniture yet, but they got an air bed. And she felt like, oh, because the last time I stayed, she didn't, we didn't have that. I love that that would be their first furniture to buy. <laughs> well, I, don't, I think they had it. I think they already had it. But, okay. you know, she's all excited about sharing that. Oh, I got the, we'll pump it up for you later. And I'm like, you know what? Trust me, I prefer the, the the mat and the floor. Okay, well, you know, if you want to pump, pump it up, pump it up. Okay. But then later, I'm out with Jason and I are out for a walk. And I just sort of said, like, air bed? And he's like, yeah, well, <laughs> you know. <laughs> she still liked, you know, I mean, it was just implied. The You know, we yeah. didn't really talk about it. it just, yeah, well, you know. Well, I don't think anybody after a certain age could do an air bed. It's also, I remember Mark and Chrissy's airbed, man. Like, they would come with that. That was a fucking, that was a fancy-ass airbed, though. That was like, I know. That had an air headboard. (laughs) Remember when they, we went to Cleveland to stay at, like, Julie's place, and they came with their air mattress, and this thing was, I don't know, like, almost two feet off the ground. It took up the whole living room. And it room. took up the whole Huge. living room. And it was such a comfortable airbag. And it literally had an air headboard. <laughs> exactly. I mean, this thing was no joke. <laughs> I know. So that I would be okay yeah, with. That one, that's, but you know, when you're spending that much on an airbed, I would say buy a fucking bed. I mean. <laughs> we are tra- not going to travel. They were traveling a lot with Tango. Yeah, so that I know, was smart. I know, but Jesus, that must have been. So I want, and Pooja wrote her first festival or marathon, Pooja? Phoenix. Phoenix, I'm thinking, Phoenix I'm thinking would marathon. Be fun. She's, we're talking about marathons. That's true. 
festival. Oh, oh. no, way off. I'm well, way off. it's also like marathons became more popular later on. So, and I think like yeah, I don't even think Ellen called it a marathon back in the early old no, days. No, it of, wasn't of called Providence a marathon. Tango. It was just it's Tango. I mean, it was New Year's night. Yeah. Like it was just a New Year's, you know, twenty-four. Well, wasn't it like? Was it 24 hours at, at first? first it was 48. 48. Or did it grow or did it slim down? I forget which the order was. Oh, ESO was a good marathon too, Pooja. ESO was nice. I went. That ones. was the first marathon Sharon and I went to together back in uh, 1998 when we started dating. 1998. <laughs> I was like, hold on. That's when I moved to the States. He's like yeah. bullshitting that. We went to, uh, that was. Yeah, Sharon, and, the producer, we need you to correct this information. And uh, we went to the falls. You were with us, right? Did you go to that one? No, it was Xavier, Nico, no, Sharon, I and I. To, we had, and we had a convertible. I think Nico had a convertible for some reason. So we're driving around in Buffalo in like fucking February in a goddamn convertible, which is, I'll let you know, everybody, it's kind of cold. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no shit. But it was fun. Well, yeah. So Providence was a marathon before marathons were a thing in, in the States, at least. Hmm? And before marathons were named marathon. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah, you're right, Sharon. It was we, we went from Puerto Rico in January to Buffalo in probably March Ooh, or February. That's a harsh change. That's like us going from Buenos Aires in January and then spending a whole month coming back and the first week in February going to Montreal and, yeah, and we snow were, up to our knees and like Yeah. Belen organized us and uh we were just like, is this kind of a fuck? Is this some kind of joke? <laughs> I just remember like not putting on my uh, boots and going out in the snow to get those bagels at 2 a.m. <laughs> Didn't we stay with Luciana? What's her name? Oh, yeah, probably. Luciana, I mean, it, in one of the trips Luciana. we stayed we, with Luciana. She had a little Luciana. front room in her apartment Yeah. with a futon on the floor. And, oh, uh, man, I'm missing more. Well, I'm glad you're here for a slumber party, Adam. You know what? I'm missing things, but I'm gonna at the make same you time, sleep on the floor I know. Tonight. I was like, you know, I'm missing things, but at the same time, all these stories about sleeping on. First of all, mostly it's like crappy old futons and uh, other weird things. Like, you know, I, I'm not gonna say where this is or who hosts us because we're bound to go back. But there's one place we go to a lot where. Oh yeah, I know. Um, yeah, I probably uh, I can't talk about gonna, it too much because no, it, it'll just don't totally nail it. But anyway, not everything is all bright and shiny in the world of tango traveling <laughs> as a teacher. Let's put it that way. Really you kind of have to like you you show up somewhere and they're like, "Is everything okay?" And you're just like. <laughs> fuck no what is this oh uh, sure everything's great i just sure. don't want to put oh, my stuff anywhere you mean i can't touch the soap until i wash it first <laughs> oh okay i didn't realize i had to wash the soap before i used it thank you oh you don't eat anything at all there's no dairy in your fridge meat <laughs> i'm dying here so, we eat tofu and soy like, what the fuck? I mean, oh all my of God. Adam gets it. I Jesus. want Adam to think about the worst experience he had. When you come on, Adam, I want you to tell us your experience. I remember Andres and Meredith telling us about a time that they. I, I mean, hot through this. the way she told the story is like so Meredith because she's so proper and she tries to. Be, well, now her and I, we're pretty, we like pretty close, but. Apparently, like, they got a gig in Texas a long time ago through somebody, and, oh, yeah, the Empty House Poodle was, was that's a classic story right there. But Meredith was telling me about, they got picked up in a pickup truck, uh -huh. and there were, like, 
okay, it's a pickup truck with like a single cab. So there's like three seats, kind of like the one Paul has up in Maine. Chico. And there's three dogs in it and the and the driver in the cab. Dogs aren't in the back. And they have to sit in the back. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and the back was like full of newspapers or something. I don't know. It was just like, or no, maybe the room they were in was full of newspapers. It was just like a maniac story. And it was right when they started touring in the U.S. Andres had just arrived. You know, That's back hilarious. Like 15, 12, 15 years ago. And uh, we were like, yeah, we're we were always gambling when we take these gigs because we never know exactly what we're getting unless it's recurring. Yeah, unless you know, like, especially as a new teacher, you get so excited. Or sometimes, like, like you do hear from friends recommend you, and they're like, "Oh my god, you gotta go! I'm gonna introduce you to this person. They have a great house. They're amazing house, like this and that." Absolutely. Um, should we call in our guest? I'm sure as a musician, yes. he has some similar <laughs> stories yes. I want to hear. I'm in a chatty mood. I just took a nap, so uh, I should shut up. And um... Julian, if you're ready, give us a call. One eight hundred five seven seven five seven five eight. You were so fast with that. I know. I thought I was going to fuck it up, too. <laughs> hola. Hola, hola. Hello. Hello. Hola, Julian. Could you hear me good? Yeah. Como esta? Como esta? Hello, Where, Adam. Oh Hello, Chico. Thanks yeah. for inviting me. Yes. Thanks yeah. for Thanks so expecting. much, really. Where are you? Donde estas? In Buenos Aires. I live in the downtown. Hmm. Six blocks to the Obelisco. We're coming. Wow. Yeah, coming. We're coming it's to beautiful. visit you. Wonderful. Sure, sure, <laughs> sure. And are you from? Are you from there? I I know you and Chico chatted before, but I'm just meeting you now. So, are you from Buenos Aires? Are you? Yeah, I'm from Buenos Aires, and I live in Buenos Aires all my life in the downtown all all my life. Wow. Wow. It's the, the the place of the tango, I say. Is the yeah. place of the Amazing. tango. Amazing. How was that? I don't think I ever actually met someone. From the center? From the, yeah. All of our Buenos Aires friends are rich kids from the suburbs. <laughs> or like from Rosario and like other places. No, I'm just kidding. No, this is this is so beautiful. I live four blocks from Avenida, the famous Avenida Corrientes, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is the so famous where Avenida Corrientes. There's the uh, where famous you... McDonald's there. No, no, no. <laughs> Sex. No, man. No. The I famous, need... There's a famous I like Kilmes, food, no. giant Kilmes <laughs> sign there, I believe. No, no, no. No, you know, the, the best, you have the best pizza here called Garin. It's the best pizza. If you come to no good pizza in Argentina. Come on, man. <laughs> I like the pizza. I like the pizza. And asados. The best asados that you can eat. That's, that, so I that I yeah, believe. That I believe. The meat is amazing in Argentina. <laughs> I'm surprised we never met before. Yeah, and he no. was in New York recently, like uh, 2019, yeah. right? One year ago. Well, yeah. We yeah. are touring, playing with my my Graciano Quartet. We are playing in in San Jose, California, in the San Jose Jazz Festival. Wow. And after that, going to the New York, playing in Queens, in Manhattan. At the Astoria? Oh, you yeah, know, Astoria. in Astoria, yeah. We oh, did, amazing, amazing Pulpo with the yeah. Pulpo yeah. in Astoria. Amazing guy. Yeah, and yeah, Terrassa 7. Terrassa show, that would be hilarious. Yes. Yeah. How long were you in New York? Beautiful. What was 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 amazing. This tour for me was amazing. I, I am here that you are talking that you, you want you like to dream to dream in a in a matre and you a snore. Me too, man. <laughs> all, my, my, the, all, all the days when I, I go into sleep, I say okay, bye bye to my musician, you know? And I fall asleep 
in, in one just one minute and, wow. and the other day i wake up and say oh beautiful night i sleep so good <laughs> and my musician watch me and say man you are snore all night it's impossible <laughs> to sleep, sleep with you man <laughs> i'm fresh in every, every day i really fresh and can't play so fast and my musician say man we can't sleep with you <laughs> is this a redhead thing yeah maybe this, this maybe. Is the, maybe i think this is the problem the redhead from the vikings yeah we snore so good the viking is the problem of the vikings <laughs> i uh i'm famous so when i was a child my brother my brother and i shared a bedroom when we were very little and then, you know different girls that I've been with over the years, I have a famous snore. It sort of sounds like this. Oh, may I do it? Uh, <laughs> no, I do no. it. No, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. No, it's, it's impossible. Oh, it's impossible. I, I need to get into headspace. Don't laugh. Hold on. Yeah, yeah. I talk all, all the days. I talk with, with, with my wife. My, my wife say, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, no. he runs out of breath. He goes, <laughs> and then there's like a little like retake here. I can't do it no. right now. Do you but have a really from Do you throat. have a signature snore, Julian? <laughs> yeah, sure. Do you want? Do you want to hear? Of course. Yes, of course. Look, look. This is the the sound that my wife told me. It's like. <sighs> That's a pretty classic snore. Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, that's typical. Like yeah, it's, it's, like a, it's, a it's, it's a tangero snore. We can record that for its sound effect. Mm -hmm. Okay, I repeat for you. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna steal this when like someone's like boring us. Boring us. <laughs> this is not serious. This is not serious. <laughs> so Julian, tell us about how you got into tango music okay well he lives in buenos aires how you decided to play no i understand i understand your question Thank you, uh, yeah i understand really, oh, really. i'm gonna choke him first <laughs> no 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 I, I i grow i really grow up in a, in a family of tango musicians my my great grandfather was a, an artist you know an harpist and mm -hmm. he was a close friend from Francisco Canaro. Wow. And my gra grandfather was a guitar player and was the first guy that I hear play music in my life. The, the first guitar that I, I hear in my life was my grandfather playing mm -hmm. tangos. And my father is, is a bandonian player who played in different orchestras in Argentina in, in the 50s and the 60s. Wow. And now my, my son um, and my daughter, is they are playing music and playing tango too. Wow, that's amazing. It's, like a tradi it's, it's tradition, you know? How like, old like, are they? Uh, my, my son played the bandonian. I started at eight years old, and now he has uh, 17. He's playing in the orchestra from the secondary school. Amazing. And my little daughter, he has uh, 11, and he played okay. piano. Wow, it's a, a family, family musician. It's, 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 yeah, it's, it's, it's a, it's, we, we breath uh, music in our life all the time. When I, when I was a child, I only see in my life instruments in my home, hmm. bandoneons, wow. guitars, you know, drums, 
So how many instruments tough. do you play? I, I principally I play guitar, but I can play a little bit of accordion, piano, drums. I like bass, but I, I play guitar. I play guitar and compose. Yeah, amazing. Was, was, yeah. So why did you pick guitar? I I don't really know. It's a question that I have it's all the days. for you. I I I. I was like uh, I fall in love with the guitar sound. Mm -hmm. I don't know why, because I, I know that a million people in the world playing guitar, mm -hmm. a million mm -hmm. people in the world playing guitar. But I, I hear the bandoneon, I hear the bass, I hear the piano. But but when I listen, the guitar uh, motivate me. To, I, I I don't know. I don't know what happened. What was my my the best instrument that I can play? when i don't have more words to say when mm. i don't have more words i start to play and mm -hmm. I, start to, I need to play guitar Amazing. yeah that's awesome it's my father's a guitar player like, yeah? I, I would, mm -hmm. I would more of like a folk singer bob dylan-y wow. bob dylan but like you know like an american style folk singer but he writes his own songs they're very simple uh, the, the chord structure but the 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 words are very Interesting. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, like, it's Bob because it's about the lyrics. I was going to say more like Lou Reed or Tom Petty kind of a thing, more well, than Bob Dylan. But um, but anyway, yeah. That's yeah. Uh, I've grown yeah. up with music in my family too, so I can appreciate the that that the richness it offers, and I it's hard to imagine not having that in your life. I know. I know. Sweet. I'm sure you know as well. Many many people who've never been around music or around musicians and. Yep. And to be fortunate enough to grow up with that in your life is is so unique and special. And uh, I, I was, yeah, sorry. That is, is, is very, it's very important, I, I think, in, in in any house, in, in any place of the world, one instrument. Mm -hmm. it's, it's like a book. It's like a one book. One book in a home is is so important for the children's answer. Mm -hmm. As long as it's... As long as you're not, you know, we've had some guests on the show that are musicians and they're like, oh, my mom made me play since I yeah. was two. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, maybe that's not the healthiest thing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, probably they were already also interested, the mom, maybe. Well, I don't know how interested you are in anything at two. That's but, true. Um, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> but it sounds like it was a very healthy uh, experience for you growing up, Lucian. Yeah, totally, totally. Julian, 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 Julian. I'm just gonna kick him for you. Don't worry. Okay, okay, okay. It's, it's your time, Chico. I'll do it again. Again. Okay. Jul Julian, Julian. Julian. This would Asen in the last. Julian. Yeah, Julian. Julian. So, Julian. I'm curious if you, let's say, you didn't grow up in a family of musicians in the yes. structure of the education in Argentina, do you get to learn to play an instrument during primary school? Like in Turkey, between the age of seven and 11, you definitely uh, pick one instrument in school and you have to perform at the end of like of the year. age 10. Yeah. No, uh, no in, in Argentina, we, we have all, only, uh, it's, you should play flute only. In the, yeah, it's uh, flute or flute. it's uh, what we call mandolin. Mandolin, uh, here is only yeah. flute, flute, yeah. flute, just flute. And if you decide, you can go into the conservatory at the age of nine, nine, eight now. Mm -hmm. Conservatories for playing classical music, you know. Amazing, man. Wow. 
This is so exciting. So when was the, what age were you at when you first played in a tango Ooh. band or orchestra? Uh, no, I, the first time that I played tango, I played with my father. Okay. Nice. My father started to play, when he played the bandoneon, say, okay, pick up the guitar and come with me. And they give you the chord changes. Say, play this chord, and this is the kind of rhythm. Play this, this is called marcato. They teach me about. And I mm -hmm. learned from my grandfather. My grandfather, the way he played with his right hand in the bordoneos that we call, you know, the bordoneos, the lower string yeah. of the guitar. He, he showed me how he played. He, he showed me the, the, the chord changes. And the first time that I played, I don't know, 11, maybe 12, I played with my, my fathers and, and with my grandfather. It was a, a beautiful re reminder for me. Wow. And what um, do you recall what was your first tango song that you learned? Oh, beautiful, beautiful. Uh, I remember one tango that for me is, is the best tango that I, I ever hear that is called Ojos Negros, mm. black yeah. eyes, you know? Yeah, I and there is a, that you know that's a Russian song originally? Or, uh, who write them? Who's the no, composer? It's, it's a Russian so it's a folk Russian song. song. No, 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 no. Yeah, I know, I know. I no, recently no, this, researched that. Yeah, it's the, it's the same name, but it's not the Russian. This is from Vicente Greco. It's the same Ooh, title, Greco. exactly. Yeah. Vicente Greco. Composed in I maybe 1917, I, I, I try to remember. Ojos yeah, yeah, Negros. yeah. But I'm going to send you Ojos Negros, that version of Vicente, uh, Greco, Vicente Greco. Vicente Greco yeah. was inspired by a Russian folk song wow. uh, that is from 1800s or 1700s. Wow. Amazing. And there inspired is a, because it's yeah. inspired, but it's the same melody because really? there wow. is a, a black eyes. There's like the jazz a, songs, there is like, there's even a Turkish version of this song. It's amazing. Wow. Yeah. And, and, and the other tune that I remember that played with my father for first time was Mano a Mano. Oh, I the, love Mano a Mano. Yeah, he teach me the line like da da di do da 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 He explained to me any notes. And I play by ear in this moment. You know, I, I can mm. read in this moment. I, I play by ear. And try to play together. Wow. Was it, difficult, was it difficult for you to learn how to play through reading and more technically, since you could already play very naturally just by feeling? Yes. No, it was uh, my, my, my way of understanding music the first time was like a game, you know? I'm like a child playing by ear all the time. Right. When I need, I need more to understand the music. I talk to my father and say, I wanna, I wanna understand the music. And he recommend me uh, one teacher, Argentinian teacher, and explain me how to read, you know, uh, like uh, read music, solfege and that stuff. And after that, harmony for compose. Cause all the time I, I start to play guitar and in the same moment that I, I learned some couple of chord changes, I, I start to compose. What's my mm. passion? I, I don't know why. I don't really I don't know really why. But I try to compose, mix two chords, four chords, mm -hmm. three chords, and compose my own tunes. Nice. Is, I start playing guitar and compose at the same time. At what age? Uh, at what age are you talking? Or are you? I, 
12, 12 years old. Well, nice. I, I remember I decided to be musician at 12 years old. Because this is this is the, the, the best place that I wanna I, I, I mean I, I wanna be all my life. Yeah, because at 12 you don't really realize that you need to actually make a living or pay bills. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I'm gonna do this forever. This is amazing. This is awesome. Yeah. You don't yeah. see like 30 year olds being like, I think I'm gonna take up guitar. I think I'm gonna <laughs> No, 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 no. When I, 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 now I have 46, 46 years old. I, I remember saying, I was a child, 12 years old, and I feel that this is, this is the way that I wanna be all my life, playing music, composing music. This is the best place that I wanna stay. This is my life. I say, this is it's, my place. Nice. Don't it's move your, it. Don't move it's it from your here. calling, and that you listened. <laughs> It's I mean, we have to be to like, we have to be young and and naive in a way and fearless to make those kind of choices. We can't. I think it's very hard to make those choices later. Well, I in life. think it's more than that. Like at that age, you can also say, "I want to be a singer." Like I yep. used to say, "I want to be a singer," but I didn't even sing. <laughs> like you know, I didn't even learn to sing. I would just sing every time I got a chance but not really by knowing anything. Mm -hmm. um, so it never was something I pursued, but I remember like my parents saying, oh my God, every time we would drive somewhere, the minute we'd get in the car, I'd start singing and Same I would is. not stop until we got to wherever we were going. And now you just talk a lot. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah, no, in, the, in the art, in the art is, is so important the support of of the fathers, mother. It's, it's oh, so yeah. important the oh, parents' yeah. support. It's so important. Well, that yeah. kind of goes back to my point about you know being fortunate enough to grow up in a family where they there are musicians or artists because if you don't have that, I know so many people. You might you probably do as well. Like they kind of look at you in awe, like wow, you do this for a living. <laughs> it's what you've done, and you're like, yeah, my parents were always supportive, and they're like. Oh, my parents told me I could never do that. You know, it's like immediately Whoa. as a child, Whoa. they're just told no. Whoa. You know, yeah. and I've heard yeah. this from so many people. Maybe it's maybe yeah, it's, it's more in the yeah. maybe it's more in the United States than in Argentina. I don't know, but but uh, no, no, no. I, here, it's here more is the same. So I think in yeah, it's Sorry. the same. It's the same. In Argentina, it's the same. Yeah. It's the same. It's, it's, I don't know if the father wants has a child playing music or be an artist or be a dancer. It's, it's, it's in the in the, all the parts of the world is the same. The artist is is complex. It's, it's yeah. complex that the father understand what what this guy thinking about the art. It's, it's complex. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's unfortunate. I, I I go back and forth on this idea. Like it's unfortunate we live in a world where we don't have the ability financially or system systemically. Yeah. That we can all choose to go into the arts because we could live in a place where we could. Feel still fr thrive and feel comfortable like in our lifestyle secure secure mean? yeah <clears throat> um but at the same time i go because i've had this conversation a lot especially with my brother before like but those who choose to do it in the current system we live in have to work really hard to get to a place where they're you know good so if like if everybody could do it then you just have a lot of bad artists out there <laughs> oh yeah you, you know if, if you are if you're a lawyer if you're a lawyer you study four years and then you start to work but yeah. if you are a musician you study all your life yeah yeah we need to continue we, we practice eight hours nine hours a day till now all, mm -hmm. all the days 
when when I start, I start to play eight, eight hours, nine hours, and and now I continue. I have my family, but I continue practice and study. The art is different in, in this way. You you don't yeah. have the end. You start and the start start all your life. Mm -hmm. Start study today, tomorrow, and ever and ever. You know. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's what makes it so enriching, and interesting. You know, so even if you have days where you're like, ah, I don't know about this one. I don't know about today. <laughs> it's like, well, yeah, but then there's tomorrow, and. Uh, <laughs> well, even like pushing through those days is part of the process of creating. Yeah. And, um, and I think that those are the moments that make it valuable. Like we talk about this about a lot. Like it's not like the artist's, artist's job is to wait for that inspiration moment and then fulfill the inspiration. It's like you have to work at it every day. And even if you feel stuck, in your own head, in your body, and where you are, you have to keep pushing through, mm -hmm. and that's that. That is the process, not like to sit and wait. Yeah, yeah, and I, and I think in the, in the the pandemic was good, you know, for for the people, for discover how important it is to play music or hear music or watch movies or read a book. You know, the pandemic mm -hmm. was was a uh, a, a middle part of the life of all the people cut in the middle hmm. your life and you discover say wow it's beautiful to be a musician and play hours and hours inside of your room <laughs> <laughs> to have that time and... well we've, yeah. we've spoken to just, some yeah just for nothing yeah just for well, money. we've spoken to some you know on the show we've had a lot of guest musician friends and we said, has anything changed much about your life? <laughs> uh, nope. Yeah. I, no, no, it's the same. I sit at home yeah. all day and play my music. Yeah, to totally. <laughs> I'm locked out. Yeah, all my life is no problem. I can play inside of my room, no problem. What happened? The only thing we what's hear coronavirus? a lot about. What's COVID? I don't even know what's, what's happening. I don't understand. <laughs> Isn't life the same? Uh, we hear only that it's been a really creative, like it's been a great moment for a lot of musicians to compose. Yep. Has it Possibly. been the case for you too? Yeah, for me, it's, this year I composed a lot of music, a lot of music for my quartet. And we continue in, in a virtual situation. I say rehearsal, like in the virtual situation, like uh, anyone in his home recorded. Mm -hmm. And after that, I try to, to edit all the music from the bandoneon, from the double bass, from the auto guitar. And we can continue to create my new music. I, I compose a, a pandemic suite, I call, or suite 2020, divided in three movements, and we record it and put on the internet. It's, it's a good time for creativity, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Especially for you. So the I mean, it's been for us, too. We had to get creative with what we can do as dancers. Yeah. Um, I mean, and yeah. learn new tools. This, this podcast is is substituting our regular milonga. Wow. We usually have a milonga on Wednesday. Yeah, Chico since, told me that. It's, okay, it's, yeah, it's so like, yeah. you know, this has been our way to um, do something, you know, I, I, I know some people were doing like online milongas where we would sit around and play <laughs> tandas of music, but I found that that didn't really fit what I had. For me, a milonga is not only about listening, to, it's about this, like sitting and chatting and, meeting people and 
And so we decided to take I it know. this direction. But um, I wanted to ask you, these songs you sent us, sure, sure. Are, they, are these new songs that you composed during the pandemic? Are these older songs? No, and no, I, that was recorded. I don't know which, which tune, but it, that was recorded for the two CDs from my okay. content called Alchemy. Mm -hmm. uh, from 2017 mm -hmm. and from Cardinal Points and I wanted to, 19. And I wanted to ask you, is this group you were with, have you been with them for a long time? or And also, do you play around with a lot? Because we have a friend, Adam Tully, who lives in Buenos Aires. Yeah, sure. I know him. I know him. We, we play together. Just, he loves the guitar scene uh, of tango musicians in Buenos Aires. And, yeah. and I'm, so I'm assuming you knew him. And um, are you playing a lot with other people as well? Yeah, but but I create I create my my own project. I I love to I love to compose. And when you compose, you need to have your own musicians. Okay. And I compose all the time, and I create my own project. You know, and and, and this is this this group start in uh, 2016, 2016, four years together. Mm. When I, with an amazing amazing musician, Amihai Shalev, who is living now in Montreal. Okay. Uh, uh, Manuel Massetti on the second guitar, mm -hmm. amazing guitar player who studied with me. Uh, and Pablo Giordano on double bass, a uh, young people who play amazing, amazing music. Um, he played jazz and he played tango both. Fantastic. Well, the quartet is like a family. We, we call it a family. It's like a family, the quartet. It's a, the, it really is a family. The more I've been learning family. about tango, I mean, especially since the pandemic started because we've been talking to so many musicians. Yep. The more I'm realizing tango and jazz are so similar. Totally. Um, totally. And I, and I never heard that. I, I mean, I heard it a little bit in the music, but I grew up with a brother who's a jazz musician. So I, I grew up with jazz. Um, but the way I hear tango today being played, not, not so much in the thirties and forties, but yep. today a lot is much more jazzy. Would you agree maybe, with that? Maybe, yeah. I, I, I'm, I, I'm totally agree. For me, the jazz. I'm studied jazz in U.S. You know, in Berkeley, mm. in 1995, and and I developed the the, the, the same way of uh, learning and the same way of teaching music, tango and jazz, work in the, in so similar way. Is in so similar way. They come from Africa. Both both mm -hmm. come from Africa, and they mix with European ideas, Italian, Spanish, should, you know, Arabian, and this mix, and are from a big cities, big mm. cities. If you compare, it's, it's the same. If you walk from Buenos Aires or walk in New York or, walk, you know, in, in Boston, you feel the same. It's, it's the same way of thinking. Mm. It, it, the language the language could, could be different sometimes if you hear in the, in the first step, in the, for the first time. But if you hear over and over and over, the foreground of the music are so similar, so mm -hmm. similar, because the tango has a lot of improvisation. Yeah, yeah. Of improvisation. We call yeah. a la parrilla, it's play a la parrilla. Yeah. We know the, the, the melodic lines, we know the chord changes and play together. Can I ask you if there was one orchestra that you said captured the feeling of Buenos Aires? Yeah. Who would that be? Oh, the orchestra for me. Mm -hmm. Oh, Aníbal Trollo. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
No, no, I need a trailer. My, my, our teacher, our one of our main teachers, Horacio Godoy. Um, G. He's his his is uh, De Agostino Vargas. Amazing. And Amazing. I um I always found Agostino Vargas to be very simple and very kind of boring. And he said, "Yes, <laughs> it is simple and boring." And 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 D'Agostino was a very simple man, and uh, he didn't want anything much from life. But the way he took the simple music and just kind of made it kind of ugly and kind of beautiful and and he of course Horacio put it in a much more eloquent way, but he was like, when I hear you know when I hear this music, but I agree with you, I agree like for me, Troilo is I smell the city when I especially like later Troilo with Marino and things like this with the violins, I'm like, oh my God, this is to me. And the layers no, of like the city and the different neighborhoods, like there is so many, it, it, it looks so different from one neighborhood to the other to me that like, mm. I feel the music that I would pick would be more that changes suddenly within itself. Yeah. But, but Troilo have, have I, it's something incredible with Troilo because He's attractive for the musician, mm -hmm. for, for listening to music, for the dancer, for dance. He, he changed the tempo sometimes. It's, it's beautiful for dance. Mm -hmm. and, and for the singers, all the singers are amazing. Yeah, all that's true. And for, and for the arrangers. Yeah. All yeah. The arrangements. No, the arrangements oh are, are The arrangements are incredible. And the arrangers incredible. that work with Troilo are amazing. Because yeah. you have maybe Piazzolla, You, you have Argentino Galvan, the arranger, the, yeah. uh, Hector Artola, Hector Stamponi, the best one, R Raul Garello, all are the best, you know? Yeah. Amazing. I heard something from Adam Adam, Adam Tully that uh, Troilo wanted to be a singer or like he aspired to be a singer, but because he didn't, like he was yeah. also like really interested yeah. in working closely with singers and like, and that was also part of the way, like the way he plays the bandanion where it yep. feels like it's, it's crying. It's totally. like part of uh, that aspiration of wanting to be a singer. Troilo say all the time, when you play an instrument, you need to sing like Ardell. <laughs> I like that. If you that. play the guitar, try to sing like Ardell. If you play the other, try to sing like Ardell. Gardel is another, another guy that, For me, it's the best one. It's an avant-garde, avant-garde musician, avant-garde singer, create all. <laughs> before Gardel is nothing. If you want to try to hear something before Gardel, uh -huh. singers, nobody singing mm. this way. And after Gardel appears all the different singers. But Gardel was, was incredible, was a new era in the tango. Yeah. For me, at the period in tango is Gardel, Julio De Caro, Aníbal Troilo, mm. for me, for me. Why Julio De Caro? Oh, Julio De Caro changed the way of the arrangement, was the first one that started to write the music. It's not played only by ear. Any mm. musician play one part and you hear the variation, that. yeah, counterpoint. It's more like classical orchestra, but with swing, you know? The swing, mm -hmm. continue the swing of the old guard, continue the swing of the old guard, but with new ideas, writing music, best musician players, you know, like Mafia, like Pedro Lawrence, like Francisco De Caro. Changes a lot. The music before De Caro is so different. It's so different. It's more wow. simple. 
It's, I love having learned this information. I did not know. I did not know he was the first one to start writing it down. And what what can you speak about the three schools, uh, Decado, Canado, well, and Firpo, about how they? Because we well, hear this all the time about how they they've influenced you know. Interesting. Three different I, styles. I, 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 yeah, I, I comment something. I write a book. This I write. I publish the book called the Real Tango Book. You know, like jazz real book. Uh -huh. Oh, I saw the photos on yes, that. Yeah, yes, I want to talk about that too. Yeah, and, I'm glad and, I put, and I put there all the style of the tango, like old guard, new guard, uh, golden era, mm -hmm. uh, avant garde. And that you told me about the difference between uh, Firpo. Firpo was an incredible, was the first piano player in tango, the, the first piano player who changed the left hand of the piano. You will mm. hear in the left hand, you know, mm -hmm. the, the marcato, the mm -hmm. marcato, the bass, and they start to use the double bass. Oh, he wow. decide to use. But first, and, and I, I don't know if all the people know that, but the, the first step was playing the piano with the, the drum bass, you know, the drummer, with a drummer, uh -huh. with the, the drum bass, and people decide to kick off the drum bass and say, no, no, start with the double bass and talked with Leopoldo Thompson, a guitar player, Afro-musician, guitar player, mm -hmm. and say, could you start to play double bass with me? And Leopoldo was the first player of the bass in the, in the tango. And wow. this is the motive. Canaro is different. Canaro was an amazing businessman. An, yeah, an that's amazing what I bus heard. businessman. He's a businessman, you know? He has a a facility to understand what the audience needed and he started to record this music. Hmm. What's an idea? He was more symphonic idea. You know, maybe sometimes you, you can, if you saw some videos of Canaro, you can watch 10 bandonions, 14 violins, and maybe the bandonions only play five and the violins only play 10. But the illusion of the people is watching, wow, this is a fucking big band, you know? Wow, a, a great big for me was a great businessman, great, mm. really, really. And with Gardel, create a new idea because Gardel sing with Canaro, you know. Mm -hmm. They was amazing guys, both, both. He discovered uh, the marketing, you know, the the actual marketing was Canaro with Gardel in that moment. Maybe. Yeah, he has so many recordings. It's crazy. A, a lot. Yeah, and a they, lot. They, they, they premiere a lot of compositions. If you say, okay, I want to hear the first version of ta any, any tango, Canaro uh -huh. do it. Canaro yeah. do it. Gardel yeah. do it. You know? And maybe Roberto Firpo do it. But Canaro in a 60%, 60% of the of the tune. It's crazy. Well, and I am. Have... The car is different. The car is different. The charisma is more like uh, intellectual musician, you know? Mm. He writes music together with his band, more complex arrange, more complex. Yeah. The piano, Francisco, the Francisco is, is more lyrical piano player. It's not li like uh, Firpo. The mm. Firpo is most, more like uh, marcato. Yeah, yeah rhythmical. Exactly. rhythmical. Yeah, rhythmic piano. Tac, tac, tac. Francisco is more open, open sound, you know? Has a piano solo, a moment of four bars of piano solo, 
more lyrical music. You know? And Firpo always feels like he loves playing a higher octave than most <laughs> pianists in the in tango. To I mean, me, even his it's music, always like ding, ding, yeah, even ding, his like, music from the fifties sounds like it's from the twenties. Yeah, the <laughs> no, way. No, it's, yeah, it's different. Totally, yeah. totally, it's, it's totally different. Yeah. yeah, we have two Firpos, two Firpos. In, so I, I talk the the Firpo of the twenties. Yeah, 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 people, yeah, exactly. The twenties. But we were recently like covering a song Danuan by him in a class, and I was so sure from the way the song starts that it's recorded in 1920s. But then as the song progresses, you realize it's like a much older version, and it was from 50s actually. Um, but the way it starts is like ding, 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 <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Uh, well, there is a composer that I like that I'd like to play a song from called Julian Graciano. <laughs> good, good, good. Perfect, perfect. Sound perfect. Okay, good. Um, you sent us three songs. And yeah. I'm curious, do you have a, do you remember what you sent us? And, um, uh, and would maybe. you have a preference to which one you'd like us to play first? You have Tengo and Negro. Oh. Uh, Mandinga? Mandinga y un tal Gardel. Wow. Uh, start with Mandinga. It's a milonga. All right. All right. Uh, milonga. Right. You can yeah. dance. Eh? You can dance. Okay, Try we're going to dance. Try it. Try it. Thank you. 
wish I had a snoring. <laughs> I wish I had a snoring. <laughs> That'll be for the next time. We'll we'll use yours the next time we play somebody's music. We'll end it with. <laughs> it's impossible to sleep with this belonger. It's impossible to sleep. It's impossible. He's just trying to hurt you, Julian. Well, sex, sex so much. <laughs> <laughs> So, how did this song happen? Uh, oh, I, I really, you know, Mandinga is, is an evil, African evil. Okay? Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, Mandinga. We say here is a, is a typical word that we use it in Argentina. We say Cosa de Mandinga. It's like oh. e e evil things, evil things. Cosa de Mandinga. It's, a, it's an expression, typical expression. Oh, I, I love knowing this. I'm going to yeah. use this against people. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I researched for, for many, many, many years the African root of the tango for many years. Uh, and I look at uh, where, where the slavery come from in the 70th century, you know? Mm -hmm. and they come from Mozambique, Angola, Ghana, Congo. And I use that, that kind of rhythm hmm. in, in, in this composition, not in Mandinga. More in uh, tango negro. Tango ne it's black tango. Black tango, mm -hmm, you know. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And investigate with this kind of this. This is one of my research in my tango, my tango life. You know, I, I find a lot, a lot of things that come from Africa, and, and try to recover this history that That's all the people fantastic. forget. All the people say, no, they come from Europe, and that, that is a lie. Europe yeah. is only one influences in tango, just one influences. Recently, from the 20s and the 10, 10. But before, not. In 80, 80 50, it started with the, the slavery. The slave yeah, people. yeah, yeah. That's Who what we were tango. Yeah, amazing. It's more. Milonga, Milonga is a word coming from Africa and tango, also tango, both. They are, they are words coming from Africa. Amazing. I, I know how this most of this history is like lost and I'm yeah, really, really totally. happy when it's coming back to life, especially during this time. I feel like yeah. because more people are listening yeah. as well and there is more opportunity to for lectures and podcasts and like stuff like this. Uh, some of this history is coming back and I, I am really grateful for people who are putting in the time to do re the research and share this information. Uh, uh, if you check, you are a dancer. If you check, if you check now, the, the Angola dance called Semba, uh -huh. the Angola dance, all, all the people, the slavery come from Angola in Argentina. A lot of people, huh? mm. and if you check Zemba on internet now dancing, look, it's a tango, it's tango dance. The tango, the different for me, the tango dance is from the waist up, you know, it's mm -hmm. European, it's European. From uh, the waist down is Africa. African. Anybody in Europe dance with this movement in your, in your legs, you know? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Anybody. I, I like that. It's true. It's like jazz swing. It's, it's like true. swing, swing, jazz. You know, it's the same with dance. Yeah, yeah. From the waist up is European, but from the waist down is African dance. <laughs> It's so true. I never really looked at it that way. Business on top. Thank you. Take your own conclu conclusion. <laughs> <laughs> so do you share this sort of research in your book as well? In my book, a lot of a lot of composition too are from uh, uh, Afro uh, Argentine people. 
like mm. the guitar players of Cartel, you know, uh, Guillermo Barbieri was Afro, yeah. uh, Ricardo, an amazing composer that is called uh, Joaquin Mora. You know Joaquin Mora? Amazing composer who composed Divina, who composed Margarita Gautier, amazing tangos, amazing tangos. Maciel, who composed La, La Pulpera de Santa Lucia, Enrique wow. Maciel, African guy, amazing Afro-Argentine guy. And also, the last one that all the people know is Horacio Salgan. Yeah, yeah that guy yeah, is amazing. Yeah. He's my favorite. <laughs> but no, but like, yeah, it goes back before him. He's so quirky. <laughs> I love that. He created a new way of play uh, of play piano, and he has his own style. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Without yeah. without bandonian. When you hear Alessio Salgan, you hear piano player and say, "Wow, this is a new style in tango." Yeah, exactly, exactly. And it's so African rhythm. It's different the rhythm, you know. It's on the upbeat all the time. Upbeat all the time. If you want to dance, it's so difficult. Salgan, I'm gonna have to listen to him again. Like yeah. I know why it's not played as much at the milongas because it's harder to dance. No. And, yeah, but, yeah, uh, exactly, exactly. Uh, it's up, up, like, up uh, all yeah. the time. Wow. I, I recommend Lee, hear La Chamo Silvando or Grishito or the famous uh, Afuego Lento. This is a famous tune, you know. Uh -huh. But if you hear La Chamo Silvando, it's all in the upbeat and it's amazing for create new way of dance. Wow. Apparently he lived until he was 100. 100. He was born in 1916 <laughs> and died in 2016. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. 100. 100 years. Amazing. 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 Amazing musicians. Amazing musicians. Yeah, like yeah. we really like his music. It's just, uh, yeah. yeah, not played as I much. I will play a tanda once in a while. Wow. There's one Whoa. song. Um, dun, 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 I play the, the tanda is based around that song. Ah, no, it's incredible. Tierra Querida. Tierra Querida. Uh, sure. Very sure. dancing. The, the best version of Canaro in Paris from the real quintet, the Quinteto Real, you know? Uh -huh. mm -hmm. Canaro in Paris, the best version ever. Blue. I it's don't know. It's oh, a version of that. Oof. And Oof. he has Oof. all his negros. <laughs> yeah. Ah, dance. <laughs> well, let's play one more thing. Yes, okay. let's play. I mean, I can chat like this all night and then listen to some music, but we have another guest at 10 p.m., so I want to make Good. sure we are also playing your music and talking about um, that. Julian, what's the name of your book again? It's uh, in Spanish. You can yes. find it uh, in Ancoda, Ancoda.com. It's an alcohol.com. It's called El Libro Real del Tango. The Real Book of Tango. Mm. And you have, yeah, you have um, this, this is a, a score from tango music, you know? Seven, 
This, this is a collection divided in six volumes, and each volume has 130 tunes. Amazing. You have a collection of 700 Holy tunes, shit. you know? This is, for me, so important for preserve, for preserve the repertory of the tango. Because a lot of composition nevermore was published. Yeah. And we lost it. And this is and we important. We lost so much. Yeah. We lost, we so lost a lot of repertory of the tango. And I have an, uh, all, all of that score that I have from my father, the original piano score, you know? Uh-huh. And, and, and I transpose to the lead sheet system this modern way of writing music that I learned in, in Berkeley. And I saw all the people say, okay, I want to arrange uh, Brazilian music and take the Brazilian book with this system. I want to arrange the uh, jazz standard and take the real book of jazz. A Cuban music and the same. I say, where is the real tango book? Mm, and say, no, awesome. we don't have it. No, it's incredible. And How long would this book take? Tw- 20 years. No, 20 years. <laughs> Only 20 no, really, years. Really, really. Yeah, really. Can say? Years. say 20 years nothing yeah it's really <laughs> and it came out this year it got yeah. finished this year no I, I i write it i write it all the time for for musicians who ask me say you have this tune okay i prepare for me for my classes i work in the academia nacional del tango i uh-huh. need it for the analysis classes you know uh-huh. i start to to have a collection and say okay i, I write a letter to my Melo's publisher, and they say, this is a good idea, and start, okay, and we start this year, this complex year, to publish this book. And start the first volume, this first volume was available on November. Two wow. weeks ago. Uh, two Congratulations, weeks ago. man. Yeah, I'm snoring. Amazing, so I'm snoring. I'm, <laughs> I'm snoring with my book beside me. <laughs> amazing amazing wow um, congratulations really no, we're gonna so play in tango en negro yeah sure yes. it's an inf- influence from africa rhythms from mozambique angola ghana and congo wonderful here we go you can dance huh i am dancing <laughs> try it, try it, try it. Come on, buddy. Where is Tango Negro? Is there? Well, no. Is there it's anybody coming. out there? <laughs> give time, give time. Uh, yeah, this again. Okay, good. Thank you. 
Thanks, thanks, thanks. I'm out of breath dancing to that song. It's difficult to dance, huh? Especially while you're drinking whiskey. <laughs> wow, so interesting. Oh. It's beautiful. Same, so that same. was influenced by a lot of African music yeah. from different regions of Africa, different yeah, totally. countries. Yeah. I, I, I feel so close with the with it. I imagine that the people that come from that places, mm -hmm. maybe they create the kind of music if he lives now in this place. What's an idea, you know? Yeah, it's beautiful. When did you compose that song? 2003. And have you been to Africa? No, never. Never. It's, it's, it's my dream. It's my dream. Yeah. Mm, I hope you do make that yeah, dream come yeah, true. Yeah, it's, it's one of my dreams. Yeah. Playing in Africa for that people in San Sivar. Wow. That would be amazing, yeah. huh? I'm studying that place. Happened, my friend. Yep. Just put it out there. It will happen. <laughs> you just sure. got to get rid of this one thing first. <laughs> Post-COVID. <laughs> Post-COVID, yeah. Post-COVID. <laughs> We have time. We have time for thinking about. Time. We have time. We have time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What's our third song? I want to continue dancing. Ooh, the last one is the last one is uh, Un Tal Gardel. Ooh. Dedicated to the amazing singer Gardel and his guitar players. <laughs> so, how many Gardel movies did you watch? All. 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 All I love it, and now I discover a new a new video video recovery from Gardel in YouTube. I recommend Lee. Can you the, send the, it or post sure. it here? Yeah, I'll share that because oh. I've been watching some of his movies too during yes. the pandemic. It's hilarious. I oh, I say I send you here in the Facebook. I try in the message. Okay. It's an amazing, amazing recovery movies. It's like a video clips, you know. Uh -huh. I, I send you. Okay, with a new great. imagine and it's incredible. I never saw before. I watched maybe a hundred times today. Oh really? Wow. <laughs> I send you. No, no, it's incredible. Okay. Really, really it's incredible. I never saw Gardelli so clear. <laughs> it's incredible. Wow. <laughs> I can't wait I send to you. Because I've yeah, seen a no. couple of his movies, so I know what I, you're I recommend about. It's like okay. eight, eight, eight video clips, eight, new new eight video clips recovery with the recovery machine. Wow, that's crazy. I'm going to share that with everybody here too. So let's play the song. Okay, Amanda. let's play the song. We'll dance to it. And sure. here we go.
That was super fun to dance to. <laughs> well, that's because you were dancing with me. Oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> you can dance good, huh? In 5-4. The middle part is in 5-4. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 1. I know something happened there, and I was like, what? Something changed here. <laughs> invented, invented, invented your own way. <laughs> Uh, no, you you can. Uh, I, I write a composition that El Cachivache, El Cachivache playing, uh -huh. is a composition that I wrote that I call Punk Tango. Punk Tango, and it's in 5 4. And you can saw in YouTube a couple of dancers from Italy, I think, uh -huh. dancing this music. And it's amazing. In 5 4, uh, start to dance. That's great. Yeah, why not? El Cachivache. Why not? Yeah, it's not? just one bit. It's just one bit more. It's nothing. One more quarter bit more. Yeah. Yeah, man, it's cheap. It's so cheap. It's only one bit more. Spend your time in five four. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Amazing. Wow. Well, uh, what a pleasure. Yeah, it's been really great. Um, I Is could there talk anything to you forever. else we want to ask before we let? Let him go. Is there anything you want to bring up, Julian, before we let you go? No, I, really, I, I'm very grateful for the interview. Thanks so much, Chico. Thanks so much, Adam. I feel oh, so cool. comfortably with you. Really. Thank you. Same really. here. You're so years. funny, guys. Really, really fun to, people. I can't wait to come and see you in Buenos Aires. Yeah. Sure. When yeah. you come to Buenos Aires, visit me. And when I'm going to play to New York, come, I, come to dance. I'm going to go. In five more, okay? Come five the, four, yes. I'm gonna come to the obelisk and yell, Julian, where are you? Until you come on the obelisco. Yeah, call, yeah, call me. I, I can hear you. I can hear you from my place. Yeah, yeah, I can hear you. Hey, Adam, going down, man. Going down. It's you know what I'll do? Here's what I'll do. I'll bring an electric guitar with a big amplifier and I'll play the Star Spangled Banner. <laughs> and if you hear that, you know it's me calling you. And I'll amplify it with my singing. I'll be like, I'll give it a touch. You play the Amazing, guys, really. Thank you so much. What no, a pleasure. So we'll yeah, probably pleasure. have you back on the show. If yeah, you're interested I have a to come lot back. more questions about music. I would love to ask continue you later. Okay. With you. okay, okay. I will, I will start continue to hear you. Yeah. You, you sound so enthusiastic about coming <laughs> back. Okay, okay. We'd love to have you come back. Sure. Okay. When you want. When you want. <laughs> call me. Just call me. Just call me. Just call me. At night, it's better. At night, it's a good hour. This is a good hour here. It's yeah. midnight. Now it's midnight in Buenos Aires. Midnight in Buenos Aires. Perfect. <laughs> Time to wake up. Title. Yeah. Time to wake up and go to the Milonga. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. After the COVID. After COVID. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Thank you so much. No, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. The best to you and your family. Take care. And yeah. Yeah, we'll be in touch. Merry Christmas for you. Happy New Year for you. And we wait for the 2021. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Yes. Yeah, please, yes. please, please, please. <laughs> Let's get out of this year. Yes. Bye, bye. bye. Ciao, man. Ciao. Thank you. Wow, what a treat. Oh, well, now we have to deal with Adam Cornette. Oh, now I have, I have to deal with two Adams. Mmm. Mmm. Feisty. We've had that before. With there could only Adam. be one Adam. 
There is only one Adamo. <laughs> there is one Adam and one Adam. That's your cue, buddy. That's your cue, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> hello, Dun -dun -dun -dun. hello. Hi, guys. How's it going? We are. Hey. <laughs> what was that? Can you play that again? I couldn't hear it. <laughs> I actually heard it. I just wanted to blow it. <laughs> hey, man. How you doing? You're such an asshole. Oh, my God. Yeah, you are. <laughs> Every time I'm in a foreign uh, country and I go to a McDonald's, I send this man an image of my lunch. You do? <laughs> because, because of that time when we were in Buenos oh, Aires. It was and brilliant. And we happened to like bump into each other at McDonald's. Oh, my God. Did we bump yeah. into each other or did we just no, chat no. about how we went to the same one in the same day or something? I forget. Uh, you had sent me a message and said, uh, you know, I, I broke down. Uh, I'm at McDonald's. And I was literally eating McDonald's at that very moment. <laughs> you guys. I love oh, it. Man. How do I not so remember then, like, this? I'm like in Berlin like four years later. or I mean, I don't eat McDonald's ever, really. But then <laughs> randomly, I'm in some random country with, and I'm like, hey, how you been? Here's McDonald's. And he's just like, what the fuck? <laughs> Okay, let's officially uh, welcome our, our guest, Adam Cornett. Uh, from long, Portland, Oregon. Longtime organizer and dancer in Port based out of Portland. Uh, been living all around the world. And um, welcome to the show. Hey, guys. We're um, going to play you our little theme song here. No. <laughs> Five questions. Oh, yeah. Five questions. Five questions. Five questions. That is cute. So that's brought to you by MC Very Hammer cute. and Bat Johnson. <laughs> if you know Bat Johnson, that of course. Was singing. Oh, that's awesome. <clears throat> How you been, man? How's it going? Oh man. Well, you know, I've been all right considering everything. Right. Is your dad super happy? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. The Browns yeah, are so well. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, yeah, he's pretty stoked. Oh, that, that's awesome. We so uh, yeah, you were talking when you were talking about um, you know being raised in music, and I was thinking, you know, you're a Browns backer and and a music family just like mine, like same family. I couldn't believe when we, you know, you and brought us to Portland to, to teach, and it was we're so grateful for that opportunity, and it was so much fun. And Chico got to hold the chicken, and like we just had a blast. <laughs> Um, and then, we met like, your family. But then we got to meet yeah. your dad, and uh, he's like a—he's like my dad. He's like, except he's really tiny. But yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> but like, well, my dad's actually not even a football fan. But anyway, Browns yeah. fan, Cleveland guy. At least I'm our Akron, right? But like, Akron, yeah. You know, yeah. Cleveland and musician. And I walk into his house, and there's like a tie-dye flag of Jimi Hendrix on the wall. There's guitars everywhere. And we're watching the Browns, and I was like, "What the fuck? Is <laughs> like, Where am I? Am I in Ohio or I what?" My brother named Adam. <laughs> Do I have a second dad? <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, that was pretty. I wild. love those moments when you just realize how much closer you are to people than you thought. You know, like wow, yeah. And then you were talking about, um, you know, Providence, uh, you know, Ellen's New Year's. I think that's where we officially met the first time, right? 
Is that where we met first time? Yes, because I, I thought so. Because we were in my young adolescent, not adolescent, but like younger twenties mind, <laughs> we were like enemies. <laughs> you were. Yeah, I was like, I remember I was I like, I, felt the same thing, I you know. thought I was like the, the young kid. Of course, I'm not in Argentina and Buenos Aires where everybody's like dancing tango. I'm in the U.S. and I'm like 22, and I'm like, oh, I must be the youngest, coolest guy here. And then somebody's like, you know, there's another guy named Adam who lives in Portland. I'm like, what? <laughs> First of all, how is there another young guy in tango, and why the fuck does he have the same name? Yeah, <laughs> there weren't many of us back then. I know. No, yeah. weren't. So, um, yeah. very few young people. But you've had a long journey in, in tango. And in yeah. dance, yeah. not just in tango. Hola, Marcelito. Yeah. yeah. Hi, guys. You're talking about young people. I'm just calling. Are you calling me? Do you <laughs> yeah, like young people? That was your cue. Are you, a, are you a fan of young people? <laughs> I am. Do you young, miss people. young people? I am young people. I, I am the young people. <laughs> Welcome, man. How are you? Good to see you. Good to hear from you. Yes. Hey, full of Adams here. What's up? I yes, know, man. We're, 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 we're hey, seeing Adams here. Hey, Adam. How are you? It's been a while. Adams. We need, yeah, it was a while. We were young, remember? <laughs> So I know. So what's um, up? What's the, uh, the Adam's family? <laughs> That's true. Adam's I, I, I should have thought of that. It's, I would have had a sound clip for that. It's Adam's families. Yeah, that should have been your five questions. Oh, I also told Adam I would play a song for him, but I forgot. Okay, well, something knickknack. What was it, Adam? When we were doing the sound check, I was like, Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I don't know why. I don't know why. I'm like, I gotta play this song <laughs> for you in the show. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know why. Yeah, uh, okay, well, we'll, we'll just pretend I'll, that didn't. I remember up. why exactly. that was like the song <laughs> I had to play for him. Well, I, I so we're it's five questions, and um, I've gotten to know you more since probably the last six years but in the early days we didn't know each other very well you were based out of portland oregon um and i'm curious just like how you started getting into tango and how you got to then you took a break you know there's some ins and outs i'm also really curious like you went from like a portland dancer to like a salon dancer in like four mm -hmm. months. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's and the way I wanted to And I've been here. struggling to get there for like oh years. yeah. I'm curious, like, <laughs> how did you go from being American dancer to like a really stylistic Argentinian style dancer in such a short amount of time? <laughs> yeah. The the question is why? <laughs> no, I, I'll tell you. I mean, okay, not to disrespect our guest, but I mean, his dancing, I think, got his. I feel like your ability to voice yourself more eloquently as a dancer evolved mm -hmm. because you yeah. had you gained skills that allowed you to move more and tools. dance and communicate in certain ways that you might not have had before. Sure, sure, yeah. But you could also I mean, tap uh, back into them, which is really cool. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, and, and sometimes I do, you know, I mean, uh, now that I'm back in Portland, they have the Wednesday alternative night. 
And, mm. you know, it, it's it's not like you are going to go there and dance salon exactly to alternative music. And it's kind of a throwback to our old days, essentially. But, um, but yeah, you know, I, I so, yeah, what got me into tango, uh, you know, I started when I was 18. Uh, so almost 21 years ago, I guess, 20, 20 years ago. And um, I started in college, actually. Some girls asked me to join a salsa class. And I was like, ah, I'm not much of a dancer. I'm not really into dancing. And then the next class, the same day, a different girl, she's like, hey, you know, we need leaders in our salsa class. Do you want to join? And I was like, that's kind of, that's two girls in one day. I think I should join the salsa <laughs> yeah, class. Dude. So, yeah, so that's what I did. You know, I, I, I went on to that salsa class and the teacher was like, hey, I need I need leaders in, the, in swing and in tango. And I was like, okay, this seems pretty cool. I'll try them. And then, you know, a couple of years of that and I just stuck with tango. I, I learned a bunch of dances in the first couple of years, you know, and then, I said, you know what, tango's the thing for me. I and I gave everything else up. Uh, so, but you know, I, mean, I don't know if you would agree, but tango is the least. It's kind of interesting, Marcella. Maybe you have an opinion about this too. But for me, tango is the least dance of all dances, and yet the most dance of all dances. Like yeah, I would never most- dance salsa. I I could never really move well in salsa mm. or swing. I mean, swing's okay. I'm, I'm I can get down on swing, but my you are body, too white, man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Okay? And my name's Adam, yeah. so I'm yeah. sure my friend here can relate. But but tango. <laughs> and you've also learned. <laughs> but tango, tango is like first, tango right? is it's about different. dancing the woman, and it's about moving in a certain way and, and not and, moving all the time and you don't I have to like it. move at all <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. what was the decision maker for you in picking tango with an all you know kind of what adam's saying is that it, it was it was the hardest dance but it, it but you didn't you weren't dancing as much but it, mm-hmm. it was so it was so uh mental and that's what really drew me to it. It was, it was such a mental dance that, uh, that you know, and, and I think that's why it, it draws so many architects and engineers and, and you know, people, heady people. Um, yeah. 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 To me, it happened the opposite. It. It's mental, but it's also... Well, you're Argentine. Yeah. No, man. Here. No, my friend. No, no. But I'm, I'm going to be serious here. I thought... I, I when I saw salsa the first time, I saw the guys like turning, running, and this crazy moving super fast and super like. Uh, and then I saw the other dancing as well that have a lot of turns. Then I saw tango dancing, and I thought, okay, they are doing a choreography. This look easy. I will do it. It's less work, less turning, less complicated. So tango, <laughs> tango lied to me in the beginning. I thought it was more easier. <laughs> well, that's, I think, for all of us, in a way, at the beginning, no? Like, we're like, I remember the days, like, even two, three years into the dance, you watch, like, you become, like, because it's even more so when you're two, three years into it, as opposed to as a beginner. You see mm. people perform, and you're like, I can do that. Like, because you haven't yet figured out the depth, <laughs> you mm. learn some movement, so you think, like, that uh, it's much easier to do what you're seeing, but then once you put 10 more years into it, then you're like, wow, look, yeah. Yes. Still learn. For instance, in my case, I, the first performance that I they, they asked me to do, I choose, yeah, I can do it. What song do you want to perform? Uh, something... Mild, something like Libertango. 
That was the first song that I performed. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. How did that go? No words, Liz. <laughs> Something that I don't want to talk about. Bring some Adam, trauma. What? Yeah. What was the first performance I, you remember? That's what I was just going to divert into, Adam. Well, apparently Down we're not that creative. <laughs> we're not very creative. <laughs> Uh, the first performance I remember, um, I performed with this with this girl named Luciana from, I mean, there was before performances before that. I just don't really remember them. Um, but the, it was this, this uh, Argentine girl from Montreal. And oh, yeah, she, of course. The Luciana yeah, we were talking about at the, begin yeah, 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 at the beginning yeah, yeah. of the yeah. show. We brought her up today. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah. So she, she came to Portland to, we were talking about partnering. This is probably like, 2004 i mean it was really early right i don't wow, know some, long time ago yeah. yeah and uh i got a i got a gig down in eugene oregon to go teach some workshops and so she and i went down there and taught some workshops and we performed and we we performed to um i think it was called paris texas by mm. uh, <laughs> uh who's that orchestra yeah, okay. going back with time. That's the yeah, song so that is... starts off with no music. Because <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> 2004 was when the album came out. Yeah, I think. Yeah, so. because yeah, it was hot. It was. It was, like... six, that was I hot. remember that. I <clears throat> should not know this, but I believe that song is six minutes and eleven seconds. <laughs> what the fuck? I, I yeah, you're check. right. <laughs> Can you? Yeah, check? we. <laughs> Please check if you're right. Yeah, so we... I'm just gonna like. <laughs> Well, yeah, so I we cut it. Obviously, we didn't. We didn't uh, dance the whole song. We cut it at four something. But we both felt it was so weird. We both felt like we had this amazing connection during the whole performance, and it was like you know the best performance I had ever done up until the moment. And she was super happy, and I was super happy. And we walk over to Greg, the organizer, who invited us there, and and we're like, oh man, we really got to see this. You know, he he's he's recording it on tape. On you know, this is that that's how old a long long ago this was. <laughs> on some like mini tape right and <laughs> and we go over there and he's like oh shit i forgot to hit the record button <laughs> classic I love it. Oh, it was terrible but you have good memory of it that's great yeah it was it was nice yeah, yeah. i just but, our first one was i think donato at like empire dance robin's uh -huh. Milonga. Oh, our first one i believe was disarly at uh -huh. robin's we danced the Disarly that night too, but the first song was Donato. And uh, when I watched that performance later, I'm like, who is that? Why is she moving like that? Uh, but we think that about ourselves today too. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about well, it's that. It's more with age though. But um, yeah. so you're uh so you got a gig and was it one of those kind of gigs that like you're like we're gonna lose money taking the gig because you got to come all the way here from montreal but let's do it <laughs> yeah basically yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was it was it was a, a total out of the pocket type of thing the, what I mean, was the community in portland like back in 2004 and in, in, in oh my gosh days? it was it was insane it was so much more than it ever has been i mean it's in the early crazy. 2000s yeah we monday so monday night would have What's that? I was so inspired when I heard stories about Portland. And I live in New York fucking city, and I'm like, Oh yeah, I was in Portland, Oregon. <laughs> 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 I, 
Um, in, yeah, the early days of Portland were, were pretty phenomenal. We'd have 120 people out dancing on a Monday night. Wow. You know, um, and, and now you're lucky to get 30. Not now, of course, but, you know, one well, year ago, yeah, you were yeah, lucky yeah, to get yeah. 30 people. And it wasn't, the, <laughs> but, but what is it, the same hundred and something people every night or was it, because like it, in New York. Yeah, it's, yeah, not like New York. Yeah. Like one thing we're, yeah, I was going to say one thing we're spoiled by is that, I mean, you have a lot of overlap, but yet we still have a lot of big events with different people. Um, but however, coming from a smaller city to have a hundred and something people on a Monday night event in 2004, I mean, let's that's consider crazy. the time period of Tango's growth. That's, that's phenomenal. Yeah, I mean that you know it's. I kind of feel like uh, I mean everybody was saying Portland was the little Buenos Aires of the United yeah. States yeah. at that point, and and I mean like you were saying, you wish you were coming to Portland. I remember people moving here because they're like, I want to get serious about Portland. I'm like, really, you're moving here? You know, that's crazy. Mm -hmm. But you know, and and the the people that never moved out of Portland, uh, like myself, uh, you know, like I like I have, they still feel that Portland is that special place, mm -hmm. and. And I'm just like, you guys are so, you don't know what you're talking about. I mean, every other medium to large size city now has a very strong tango community it's true. It's know, true. Uh, compared to, compared to what Portland is and a lot of good dancers. I mean, yeah. you know, for, for the United States. Yeah, no, there's, there's definitely been an evolution of the small town teachers getting better, but I'm more oh, yeah. curious right now. I want to ask you about what do you think attributed to that? acceleration of growth in portland at such an early time in the in the tango history of the united states you know it, it might be the proximity to um where was it was it uh cal state i can't remember the where where in the late 90s they were having the very first tango kind of gatherings at all i mean or maybe 95 i think um, Schutze from Boston was telling me about this. This is obviously prior to any of us dancing, maybe not Marcelo. Um, but in 95, you know, uh, people were going to, I think it was Cal State, but I can't remember exactly. And, um, you know, uh, get, kind of uh, gathering there to, to exchange what they learned. And she told me, she's, she's been dancing now 27 years. I don't know if you, you guys know Schutze, right? Uh -huh. Yeah, of uh -huh. course. Uh -huh. Yeah. She's been dancing something like 27 years. The first thing she ever. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. The first thing she ever learned to do in tango was from a VHS tape of, uh, from a stage show. Um, and, um, and she learned how to do, you know, the Molinete. Um, and that's, that's where her tango started. And I was, mm -hmm. that's like, that's so, that's so strange, you know? Um, and, uh, yeah, so they would they would gather down in California at this at this university and share what they know. Um, you know, there's more, of, which is uh, something that we don't do now. It's kind of like you just learn from teachers. But um, and I think because of the proximity, Portland's proximity, and also Portland's interest in in kind of uh, I don't know the arts and you know keep Portland weird type of thing. I think people are just willing to throw themselves into it. Hmm. Do you think it has anything to do? I mean, my early days going to Portland. I just felt immediately I had this connection with like economic situations and mm. tango. It's like if you live in a city where it doesn't cost that much to, to pay your rent, you can have a minimum mm. wage job, you can get by working at a coffee shop, you can you have a lot of leisurely time to do tango. Because I was living in, I mean, I was still living in New York, but it was like we live in a city where here it's like, you know, work, work, work 
maybe yeah. play, maybe play, right? And if you have yeah. time, yeah. like, and if you have the financial means to play, like, you have so many options And you have the competition with. of the other <clears throat> things in the city. Yeah, I mean, there's so much happening here. So I was of always course. thinking, like, oh, Portland is at, it's, it's in this unique place where the youth doesn't have much to do as far as I could tell at the time. Yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. not an expensive place to live, at least back then. And it's so it's yeah. an artsy Perf group of and people. And it's a very, yeah, it's a very, it's a creative bastion. So it's like, oh, it's a perfect hotbed for a tango to grow in. Yeah, absolutely. All these things are true. And, you know, I mean, it's still $12 to go to Milonga. And, um, you know, well, I, I, I think... $12 to go to Milonga here, too. Oh, is it really? <laughs> Oh, I yeah, we didn't raise that. Well, <laughs> uh, we charged. I think we charged fifteen. Oh, it's thirty-five. No, yeah. Portland is twelve. Eighty-five dollars. <laughs> yeah, seriously, you guys, what are you doing with yourselves? Fact, twelve <laughs> is like we just raised it to fourteen like a year ago. I no, think. no, we raised it a couple <laughs> years ago, fourteen, yeah. and we got a little bit of flag. reaction. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, I wanted yeah. to, I wanted to talk about you know your your comment about. How I became a salon dancer in four months or whatever. Yes, I really want to hear the story. Yeah, we never so, really covered it in detail with you. Well, the other yeah, thing is that we yeah, were in yeah. Buenos Aires together. You were with yes. your ex and yes. I, I, her name escapes me right now. Lovely person, amazing woman. And yeah. um, and we hung out a lot that time. And we got to know you very well that trip. That was, and that was, that was one of the nice... And that was your first Argentina trip. No? Yeah. That was, that was, and yeah. And it was so cool to like see you there and actually finally meet you well, and get I to know you and hang out. And you showed mm -hmm. up with one dance and you left with another dance and you were there for quite a while. Um, but you're, and then I've seen you performing late later on. We worked together in Albuquerque and, and watching you dance there. And I was just like, I've, We've, you know, Chico and I've been together for a long time, uh, for fucking ever in tango. Okay, so like our whole, <laughs> our whole tango life is together. Yeah, and we've we've always changed and and you know evolved, evolved but, never but that I've fast. never seen somebody go from like like A to Z. It was right? like it was um, a big change. I don't know what you would call it, yeah. like like black and white to color. I mean, I'm not to put one or the other <laughs> down. I'm just saying this, like, yeah, wow, yeah, yeah. You're now you're doing this, okay. And it's also like as someone who's danced with you over the years, even when like we didn't know you that well personally, like you and I always had a good time dancing, yeah. at least on my end. Uh, yeah. Like I always Absolutely. had a blast dancing with you, your musicality, and then like our personalities and sense of humor. Like I always felt a good connection. Uh -huh. And uh -huh. I, yeah. if correct me if I'm wrong, like it was when you had us in Portland and we were going to Argentina, and I think like during our visit, you there, you guys decided to like, you know what, we're gonna go in January too, and you started looking at tickets, and that's how we ended up like at the same time in Argentina. But maybe I'm wrong. So that yeah, I don't remember exactly. Yeah. That's like uh, to share that experience after getting to know you in Portland more. Yeah, uh, yeah. and then having you there and then like yeah i don't know is it two years after that that we saw well then the, then yeah the world, like shortly after you're winning championship. the championship and you yeah, know yeah yeah totally hyper focused and so what was that so what now we shut up now, Tell that, us. now that we've been talking about you for 20 minutes um let us know more about that whole thing. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> so back to mcdonald's 
Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so right now there's a two for two special. <laughs> is the make rib make rib back? <laughs> the make rib is back. <laughs> all we need is the come on guys. I'm, I'm oh, dying for to know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Story. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, you know I um I, I went to teach in Tucson with my ex-wife, um, uh, the the person you were mentioning, and you know uh, I was still dancing what I believed it was really my what i kind of call north american salon not salon our own kind of version of open embrace close embrace and everything in between you know so really nuevoy whatever it was and um and i performed uh you know because i was there teaching and i performed and there were some other well-known teachers um american well-known teachers at the time um they're performing as well and then there was the 2013 uh, world champions um uh, performing, you know, so Mac, Maxi and Jessica, mm -hmm. uh, Jessica Arfanoni. And, um, you know, so, so we go out there and perform and I think, you know, Hey, that wasn't so bad. Um, but probably not amazing, you know, like, okay, that's fine. You know, just like every other performance was. And then I'm watching all the other Americans. I'm like, okay, yeah, pretty typical performance from a standard American couple. And then I watched Maxi and Jessica and I'm like, Holy crap! That is something completely different. That's that that blew me away. My jaw was dropped. I was like, I'm I'm a convert. Whatever that is, I want that. Mm -hmm. So i i taught my I taught my classes, uh, but then also whenever Maxie and Jessica were teaching, I just went into their class into their classes and just took classes uh, during that festival. Um, and that kind of started me down the road of of you know considering what salon was. And then the very next weekend, they came to Portland. So I took some more classes with them in privates. And then the very next weekend, Courtney and I were set to go down to Texas just to go dance for fun. They were there teaching. So I took more classes. Oh, nice. So I had yeah, these three weeks with them, which was pretty great. And um, so that really kind of started me down the down the road. And then, you know, divorce and uh, and stuff happened. But I, I had my, my sights set on becoming more technical, more clean, mm -hmm. more precise, you know, because... Uh, American Argentine tango is not technical or precise or clean. It's just, in my opinion, it's just kind of, um, you know, uh, you can, it, we, we used to have this thing. Everybody would say, everything is tango and tango is everything. You can do whatever you want in tango. And, and um, you know, and I don't, I don't, I don't agree with that anymore. I don't actually think that everything is tango. I think that tango has its set of of rules and its set of movements and and just like every other dance out there so it, you know if you came out and started doing salsa to a tango song you're not doing tango you're doing salsa to a tango song so mm -hmm. i mean where does where does it end where does it begin well we um, had nito and elba here twice oh yeah but the yeah. first time they came we did this big q a and we had a translator and it was a big deal mm -hmm. and somebody you know had the audacity to raise their hand and ask like 87 year old <laughs> Nito, like, so do you believe that anybody like we can dance tango to everything? And he's just oh, like, <laughs> really looking confused. but he's, he's such a gracefully respectful man. He's just, and he's of in his you know, suit and he's just, he's just look. And then he's uh, somebody says like, well, like if somebody played a swing song, would you think it's okay to dance tango to that? And he was just like, why? Why wouldn't you just dance swing to that? Yeah, you know, like, absolutely. And I just started laughing my ass off because I also grew up in the culture you're talking about, where it's like, oh yeah, we can dance tango to anything, 
And yeah. yeah, I mean, I guess hypothetically, you can do anything at any moment of your life for whatever reason. But um, mm -hmm. but there are like <clears throat> certain things that enrich the experience, the reason, and the experience, and and like what inspires us to do what we do and when we dance tango. Um, and it's very difficult to have that inspiration. I mean, the the I guess my way of thinking about it is like the way we move when we dance tango is very specific to the music, the way the music inspires mm -hmm. the, 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 they go hand the, in hand. Cuatro, the, 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 like the layers, the, the melody, the second melody, like just the nuances of the music. And, and that's also why you have Lindy in, in, in West coast and in, in East coast and mm -hmm. in, in in and salsa, salsa and, and like all these <laughs> yeah, things, like, you know, we're not all just dancing the same thing to everything, right? And but it yeah, was also exactly. like part of his answer was really cute because he also said, you know what? When you went to a milonga in the past, all of these would play, salsa would play, swing would play, but like when those songs play, we would dance the dance of that song. Oh yeah, so nice. salsa, we would yeah. dance salsa, and now we would dance swing, and but when swing played we wouldn't dance tango but i actually so want to speak cute. to another point is like in the united states we didn't have that in new york the way you guys might have had it in portland where it was so open to mm, you know yeah. new york new york style tango is still very like robin thomas was like a 40 year old man who was the youngest guy in tango yeah <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it was his attitude too. It was like his, sure, he attracted sure. young, and, but it was the way he, yeah. you know. But then you had, you know, New York at the time in 20, 2005, six, seven. Like you go to La Nacional, you go to the Belle Epoque, and it's like everybody's wearing a suit, and it's like we're pretending we're from this era of something. And 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 whether you're pretending or not, who knows? I, I love all those people and I respect it, but there was not as much openness to that sort of philosophy that you were talking about of yeah we can dance tango to like that's what i loved about traveling back then it's like i would go to ann arbor i would go to providence i would go to portland and san francisco and places that were just much more liberal about the tank everywhere that wasn't new york basically yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was uh in you know chico and it i was refreshing though it was refreshing and, and you know we created a culture i hope I hope, I think, in a way like that didn't exist before we, we got around mm. here, like, mm. which was, you know, we're going to respect the art form. We're going to discipline ourselves to the techniques, but we're going to give ourselves freedom to explore and expand and create a little bit. And, yeah. Nice. And other people did that. Too. I mean, we had Anna Padron on the show yeah. last week and she did, yeah. you know, her and Diego did a lot of that too. Anyway, so I'm, back I'm to your story. So yeah, I'm going to gonna divert it back. Yeah, no, no, no. That's, that's, I mean, it's a conversation more than about me or yeah, a story. Yeah, right? but I, mean, I don't want to also forget the story we were on. That's why. Oh, yeah. No worries. Did no, you thank you. you. Did you <laughs> Marcella. Thank you. He's the moderator. <laughs> He's yeah. doing a terrible job. Send him off the show. You're <laughs> getting rid of no. <laughs> okay. I don't want to hurt his feelings. Oh, he's oh, gonna cry cool. again. So back to you, Adam <laughs> Cornett. <laughs> <laughs> That's Marcelo crying. Well, so I don't wanna I'm I'm gonna jump around a lot, but I'm also curious about like, what brought yeah, you to China. Always. Shut the fuck up, let him answer the first question first. What is the first question? Well, he's oh, still continuing on no, the I... journey of like how Chico, he... you're drunk. 
So you really wanted no, no, to I become I, more technical, yeah. and so let's see how. Yeah, exactly. I, you know, I I was kind of summing it up, summing it up there. I just wanted to be more technical, and you know, really, I'm kind of um, I mean, I I like coding websites. You know, I'm kind of a I'm kind of um, you know, I can fit inside of a box. I'm kind of a technical person, so I like that type of. You have a very nice. You know, I'm, I'm not as. Yeah. Oh, thank yeah. you very much. Yeah, so I mean, I I, I like um, you know, I I, I like these, uh, you know, uh, you guys actually introduced me to Gabby and Nati. Yes. In our first, in my first, it was my first oh, yeah. trip. I it think was it was a sixth trip to Argentina. You did way better with yeah. them than we did. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, we went I there saw, half drunk. I saw you after you worked with them, and I was yeah. like, "Oh yeah, he looks like he worked with Gabby Netti." And I watched videos of myself and Chico, and I'm like, "Did we work with them? I don't know." <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we also couldn't function in the like, lessons. We would argue well, wake up, we'd please, be late. And, I understand uh, what they're trying to tell us, but like, there's a bit of a discipline yeah. problem here, I think. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you also gosh. mentioned how you yeah. like, don't feel bad because it is Gabby and Nadi, they are specific way of teaching so no no i'm, I'm uh, i don't i don't get it. i'm just making a joke but i also felt that way when i studied with you marcelo <laughs> no. yeah i'm sorry for everybody that is listening and took lesson with adam i took the full responsibility of many of others <laughs> but, but adam you worked with chino Rico too yeah. you like you got you got into with some of the heavy hitters there and it seems and i can see that you know you you really utilize the information yeah you know i mean i i've i've really tried to get in any anything i can of the of the old guys um you know that that are no longer around or well, you in know, a specific passing, style guess, as but... well not just like any old milonguero you like really focused on salon right yeah i really focused on salon yeah i did um you know i and and that I mean, I don't know if Gabby and Nati would say that they're specifically salon, but I, probably they would. I don't know, but uh, you know, they're they're so counterculture when it comes to saying tango is this or tango is that. Yeah, yeah. They just say this is what this is what our tango is and do it. You yeah, know, and, and and more more actually, they say like this is this is what this is what the old guys did. Do that. Well, then um, when they take it out, really like, no, they give the name like yeah. this step is from Mingo, this step is from this and that, exactly, like, uh, which is amazing. To <laughs> exactly, me. because also like I, they, they were revolutionary and like uh, in the like at their peak of their dance, like mm -hmm. they were breaking mm -hmm. rules in a way. Like I've seen some of their performances. Uh, the old one, yeah, yeah. like they were not okay. I need to. I will tell you, I will. May I share a story about yeah. that? Yeah, go for it. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's, it's something that when I started to dance tango, so for the people who are listening and they don't they don't know Gabby and Natalia, it's Gabriel Angio and Natalia Gomez. They are amazing dancers and they are teaching the way that I learned in the old times, which is this before every every, every dancer they have their own specific move and it was a pride thing to say oh i learned this for x because that is the idea that uh, i was a student from him and I, he taught me and that was like a signature move 
So this is what the, how the, the Gabriel Natalia they teach. This is this is the the way that Mingo Pugliese do it, or this is the way that the, this is a leader of this guy. So, but it's something interesting about the tango itself, right? Because this is something that if you ask to all milongueros, every milonguero will tell what mil, what tango it is. So it's kind of really hard to describe what this tango salon tango scenario. So I, this is one talk. But now talking about them. In this time, in the when Adam is is, is saying, and, and I think like how many years ago, ten years ago, or something like that, the Gabriel and Gio and James, they were like the salon couple to go. I mean, many champions oh, yeah. they went sure. there. Here they were they were teaching because their style is super clean, super precise, super. It's really beautiful. At the same time. 10 years before that, or more, like 15 years before that, they were the Chicho and, and Juana of that time. They were saying, when they were watching them dancing, they were saying, this is not tango. This is something else. They are too much acrobatic. Exactly. It's too clean. It is. It was crazy how they, they were like... Ever, uh, did you guys ever... Uh, they have, if you go... So something I need to go and just let me finish this, Adam, and then let you go. If you go, if you go to YouTube and search Natalia Gomez and Gabriela Angel Libertango, I, I don't yes. know if it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is one. This is one of the craziest career feat happened in that time. Imagine how the milongueros were freaking out when they saw that that, that tango. And if you see, if we see them now with these eyes that we have now, it's super clean super nice but in that time was was sacrilege have you seen the interview peppa does with gabriel when he talks about that performance i saw, I saw something yeah yeah but I, I was there i when i started to tango that was the discussion in the milongas about that in the interview with peppa gabriel says Natalia doesn't like to be on her feet, so she told me to pick her up as much as possible. <laughs> she didn't want to be on the ground. She didn't want to move her feet. She wanted to be in the air the whole time, so I had to pick her up the whole time and make her fly. That was like, it was so cute in the interview because he's such a, like, he's not a people person, right? You know, he's just, like, one time we, no. like, Adam, you know, we, we like you, we, Chico and I, we study with them a lot for like two years. We did privates, like, you know, when we were there for a lot. And one day, my I have back problems, and and Chico's like, oh, you know, what do you think? Adam has this problem in his back, and Gabrielle is like, yoga. <laughs> I don't know. Yoga? Maybe yoga? <laughs> that was his, I mean, I think after like, that's his I answer. Think after two yeah. years and maybe 12 private lessons, they might have laughed once or twice <laughs> crack a smile you know like they're just yeah. so like i mean she's a little bit more open so, than he is but, so but they're just admirable. super serious like one two three four <laughs> five six seven eight you know i was like okay All right, yeah yeah got that it's so so much methodology too so adam how hard was it for you to just change how you dance for so long you started in you're 20 dancing since 90, 98. 2000. 2000, okay. 2000. 
Um, yeah. So you did for a long um, time in one style or whatever you want to call it. You know? And then yeah. you, you, yeah. you, you, I mean, to me, it seemed like overnight. It was like within a year. Yeah. And yeah, you can actually go and look at like uh, that, that, that performance of mine from, I left it on YouTube because I'm, I, I, I use this as an example, like um, from Tucson, 2013, you know, with my ex-wife, you can see how terrible of a performance that was. And then, you know, the very next one is going to be with Tilly, you know, three months later, and it's going to look completely different. Wow. Um, you know, so, so how did I do that? Um, you know, when I, when I started dancing, uh, I seemed to have picked things up really quickly and it took only a few months. And, and Rachel Lidzkog, my first teacher was saying, will you be the uh, TA for the class? And she was back leading me as the leader, uh, you know, when she wanted to show something here, she is back leading me and, um, you know, and, and she would take me to her private lessons and back lead me in her private lessons to people who are paying her a hundred dollars to teach her a dance that I didn't yeah. know. Um, you know, like here we are doing Viennese waltz. I'm like, what? That is, okay. I'm, I'm leading in Viennese waltz apparently. Um, I, I, I don't have a lot of talents, but one of my very few talents, I guess, is, is really just being able to use my body. I can see something and kind of replicate it and so that's all I did was I just, I saw it and I replicated yeah, it. Yeah, but and, you also, um, that, maybe, but yeah. I'm sure it took hours of practice. Like, yeah, of course, of course you put like, the time in. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I definitely believe you, you got to put the time in, um, you know, and, and some of us can put a little less time in than others. And some people have to put a little more time in, but everybody can do, you know, everybody can change their dance. I get a lot of my students who are like, Oh, I don't think I can do that. And you know, a few private lessons uh, later or a couple months later, they here they are doing it. You know, it just takes, takes the effort. And if they're really yeah. interested in learning, uh, you know, I was really interested. I, I really wanted to change my dance. I did not want to dance like how I had been dancing for 13 years. I thought after seeing uh, Jessica and, and Maxie, I thought, you know, this is, I've been, I've wasted 13 years of my, of my life dancing a dance. I didn't want dance. Well, you know, you trying like to look as good as I could. Do you think but, that was, wasted or I mean like, yeah you know, no I, part of you had your to, journey in a way yeah yeah for sure it's a part of your journey everybody has to go through that 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 journey if you will and and we have to we have to make mistakes to get better um but I wish I wish that there would have been somebody here in Portland at the time that that taught not the you know this the style that was uh, well let's just say that taught someone yeah, you know because yeah. all we had here was yeah, all we had here was like Nuevo or Milanguero, and there was no salon. And salon didn't hit, I mean, other than New York, salon didn't hit the United States for many, many, many yeah. years. There. But there was always. And even in New York, we weren't, like, at least we weren't exposed to the salon teachers. They were there. No. But, like, we were not. Like, our first salon teachers were Gabby and uh, Natalia. Wow. Well, Gabriella the first Natty. ones we actually Gabriella chose Natty. to study with, I guess. Real yeah, way. like, yeah, exactly. Because to me, like, the way what I've seen of Salon was not what I wanted to dance. But like you're saying, even the Salon that I had seen hadn't impressed me. So, like, what you're exposed to definitely, like, increases your interest or will or, like, all of that. Like, I hadn't seen the depth of Salon yet. And it had so oh, rigid yeah. to my eye but let's what also I'd not, seen and like let's also not discount mm -hmm. 
the quality of so like for example portland oregon for the longest time yeah was the most consistent intermediate level community in the united states because they danced a good you know close embrace yeah. i don't want to say robin thomas style mm-hmm. because he's not from portland but but like you know it's just milonguero milonguero whatever you want to call it yeah um yeah. and that that says a lot robert hawk alex krebs alex does a lot more than that but um i don't know who's who was in the portland pipeline back then who taught all that stuff but yeah, well, Alex was our kind of Nuevo dancer. Straight up, like, salon, flashy, but quality dance. Yeah. But it's also, like, what was more popular. Salon wasn't as popular as it is now. Like, so maybe the traveling teachers that traveled into Portland weren't also... You couldn't get the exposure through traveling teachers that way either. Like, you know, yeah. Well, yeah. I, here's the, the kind of how limited Portland was uh, growing up in Portland. In, in like 2003, I got my hands on a, a, a copy of Sita from 2003 um, in 2003 or 2004. I think it was the next year, 2004. And, it, and um, I watched... I, I want I never got through the whole thing. I watched a few minutes of it and my immediate reaction was that's not tango. <laughs> and and we're talking Sita in Argentina, right? These are all, you know, top level Argentine dancers. And I'm like that's not tango. What is this? And uh, and that's because I, you know, I was born here. I was raised here and I I I grew up dancing tango in Portland where where the tango wasn't what was being danced in but, Argentina. But that's what I'm saying. Wasn't that conditioned? I mean, I've Kind of yeah. regretful of the teachers I had, who were like, mm, you know, that's not. I mean, we started going to Buenos Aires in 2005. We met on Teresa Marija, yeah. uh, one of our first teachers f- from Buenos Aires, like we born and raised Gigi, in yeah. the fucking culture, Guillermo Cerneas, and but anyway, mm-hmm. yeah, coming sure. from New York with our teachers at the time, they would literally say like. Oh, that's not this. That's not tango. That's blah. Yeah. And in Cleveland, Ohio, is even worse. It's weird. I don't uh, remember but, anyone but saying going to Buenos Aires and just seeing all the madness of all the tango styles and all the things happening. I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck? Everything is tango. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Something. Something as well for for. Something that uh, uh, we need to, I think that I need to share with you guys is for the viewers who are listening. It is that uh, Tango Salon has changed dramatically over the years. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Hey, Carol. Hey, Carol. Hey. 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 I was wondering if you going to sign in, Carol. (laughs) Yeah, I'm here. Hi, everybody. Great. Tango Salon, when I when I when we were started to dance tango, Tango Salon was torture. Dancing Tango Salon was equal to torture because at that time the Tango Salon people they were leading with the hand or it was super misogynist that the woman should not do anything and just the guys should lead Here everything. It was mm. super, super retrograde. I don't know how to call it yeah. in, in Spanish retrograde. And mm-hmm. 
And that is why the, the tango nuevo appears as a response to that tango salon. And, and then tango salon started to, I don't know, to catch up. And one of the couples who helped this evolution was Gabi and, and, and Natalia. Because yeah. I remember, guys, now I remember that they were doing performance in Canning, 2000, around 2000, where they were dancing tango with uh, salsa music. Oh, wow. I'm not kidding. Natalia Gámez wow. and Gabriela Angio, they did a choreography with salsa dancing in Canning. So it was crazy and Beautiful i think indiscretion i'm i'm totally i'm totally, I, there is people that you remember if there is somebody here listening maybe el guiche remember that choreography and and uh, and thanks to this mixing and this more freedom uh, of, of of the women part of the forward part to express herself more that is i think that kick it started of the changes of the salon that became more like you see now today, like the most amazing tango salon dancer are, are uh, uh, Jonathan and Clarissa, for instance. They're mm -hmm. amazing what they're doing in tango salon. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was so, funny in the interview that Peppa did with Gabriel, um, the woman who runs DNA. Dana. Dana. She says, she asked him a question. She's, or it was a comment. She, because, you know, Pablo and Donna back in the day, they were supposed to be like the revolutionary couple of tango. Yeah. And, then, and, then, and then she was like, so they're interviewing Gabriel Banjo, and he's talking about Libertango and all this stuff. And, and here's the next, quote unquote, next generation of revolutionary dancers. And she said, oh, I didn't realize all the things you were doing to move tango forward. I just thought you were just a... Just a salon, and I was like, "Oh Jesus, geez. man! People don't. We, I feel like we outside of Argentina have to feel the pressure to study and learn so much more to prove that we know we were worthy of this." And then there's people like oh, right in the heart yeah. of it who are trying to be the next generation, and they don't know anything. I was, uh, we were at the show, we were at the Philly Festival once, and a similar thing happened. Like, we're performing with Argentinian couples, and we're going to do this bit together. And I'm like, on the third phrase or on the fourth phrase of the oh, second yeah. movement, whatever, we're going to do this. And none of them knew what the fuck I was talking about. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. And when Dottie yeah, Enzo yeah. goes, bing. <laughs> We're gonna do this thing, okay? <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, like everybody learns differently as well. Yes. Like, what else do you want to know? We need to know that Danielso do being, and then we do this shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Everybody goes back to the conversation we had with the Julian earlier. Like, well, it's also when you're not in it, like some of, like when you're not in Argentina and growing, like with it, but like you come to it in your 20s or 30s in a completely different place where it's not happening all the time and around you so much that you feel like you need to research and you need to learn and like 
it's not in your family it's not in your history like you know what i mean well, like you're i think investing more in learning no it's like learning more a language. about it yeah i never knew what a Absolutely. was before until I started studying Spanish. <laughs> exactly. And if you ask me, if you ask a Turk if you ask me stuff about Turkish language, as someone who's learning Turkish language now, you'd say, Well, is this the rule in Turkish language? I would be like, I don't know. This is how I say it. Like I'm not gonna remember yeah. <laughs> the language as rules of it it's just i'm going to remember because i learned it this way this is how i say it i don't know if that's like rule or yeah. not um, hey so what did you want to know about china you mentioned china earlier uh yeah um how many people are there and <laughs> <laughs> so what, what no no what the experience like so yeah, you exactly. were just you're from what i remember you were I don't like how did you decide to go to Beijing and like what was that experience like yeah. basically? Yeah, so you know, I was in Boston teaching there um, at MIT and Harvard, Yale, Brown, and um, you know, I had a lot of students that were uh, you know Chinese and um, and they were one one of them, just one of them, mentioned to me, you know, Adam, if you go to China, you could you could probably make um, 150, uh, you know, or more per hour, uh, and you'd be, you'd have 40 hours a week of privates, you'd be packed. And I thought, whoa, that's, that's a lot of money to do what I love. You know, why not? Maybe I should, you know, consider this. So then over the next like year and a half or two years, I just interviewed random people, teachers in China that I knew who are, um, you know, who are from foreign born. Uh -huh. Uh, also a few Chinese teachers. I, I interviewed, um, a bunch of my students who were, were from China that, that knew the community, even some that didn't know the community, just to kind of get um, a, a multiple perspectives. And, and I mean, probably 30, 40 people I talked to and all but maybe two of them. And the two happened to be uh, teachers. Um, uh, one, was, one was in China and one, was, one had worked uh -huh. there. Um, but Hello, did we lose you? Two. Uh, Adam, we lost you. Oh, sorry. Okay. Oh my God, the best part of the story. Come on. Are you there? Can you hear me? Yeah. 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 Yes. Yes. Yeah, you, yes. You can hear me? Tell me what you said. Sorry. Yes. Sorry. I was getting a phone call from Scam Likely. Um, China. <laughs> China. Yeah, so. Exactly. That's like audio, yeah, uh, so. auto insurance or China. <laughs> <laughs> so two two of my students or two two of the, the the teachers they said well you can't really make that I mean I was I was adding this money up it was going to be three hundred thousand a year so two of them were saying well probably not that probably something more like two hundred thousand I'm like oh geez that's terrible um, you know and, and and everybody else was like yeah you know you could do that yeah you could do that easily in China and a few of my students were even saying not only that but you would probably become famous. Like, you, you know, I mean, all these things, I mean, people just, and then I get this opportunity to work with Jessica Orfanoni, who, you know, talking earlier about the story, you know, from earlier in this interview, um, was the person that, that I saw that convinced me that I wanted to be more technical, wanted to be a, a salon dancer. So, you know, I, I, I happened to catch up with her in Chicago when I'm there teaching, we dance. And, you know, after like eight dances, she kind of shoves me away and she said, 
you're so much better now. And she said, we should, we should partner. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. And she said, we should partner. And I said, okay, let's, let's do that. So I, I moved to Chicago instead of China, was in <laughs> Chicago for a year. And so then, cool. uh, and then. Starts with a C. Yeah. Adam, that was when, that was, when did you go to Chicago? Like two years ago or yes. something? Yeah. 2000, the end of 2018, yeah, August, 2018. And then you. Huh? No. Yes. Yes, I am stopping. Two years ago and eighteen days. <laughs> no, and then I remember he went back out west because of a family oh, thing. Pay attention. Yeah, I, I went to. I went, mm, I went to. Somebody's stalking you. No, Tim and I have been friends a long time. Stop Montreal, apparently. <laughs> um, <laughs> We're assholes. Forget yeah, I know. <laughs> True New later. Yorkers. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So no, I, I was in Chicago and then, um, you know, after a year in Chicago, I decided to, you know, follow that, that China path. And then, um, you know, things are going okay there, but I, I, I shouldn't have gone to Beijing. I should have tried a different city. Um, other cities are actually more, more friendly to foreigners. Um, Beijing is, is very much, you know, being the capital, it's very much uh, China centric. And um, when I went to Shanghai, it was like, uh, tons of business, happy to have me here. I even got offered a job the way they were going to pay me a monthly salary plus put me up in a, 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 an apartment and then, um, you know, let me keep all the, all the private money on top of that. It was a really good deal. But then my mother had to have a huge surgery back in Portland where she was told that she was going to be in a wheelchair for six months. And I said, well, you know, I can always go back to China or somewhere else if I need to, but my mother needs me now. So I moved back to Portland. Nice. Wow. And then COVID kept me here. And well, how is your mom doing now? Yeah, crazy enough, she was up and walking after three days. Yeah, she didn't even need me. She was she she's back to work after one year now. She's back to work. She's doing great. Uh, maybe Thank you like thanks for her. Oh, that's like, great. Thanks to her, whatever she had to go through that brought you back here right before COVID hit. Hmm. Yeah, you know, there's yeah. reason it happens sometimes. No, there's not. No, there's not. <laughs> <laughs> and you got to yeah. be with family during this time, and yeah, yeah, kind of like in Beijing. My yeah. question so, is: I have a question. When I, you I have were, a question. you've been asking all the questions. No, I have, I have a, question. a question. Follow up. Don't forget. <laughs> okay. Your Ooh, fight! Can I, can I Did ask? you had to be a salon dancer? Carol, you should like to the move to China <laughs> to make the move to China. I'm guessing you had to have. Uh, yes. To be a salon dancer. Yes. Because I yeah, it's, like one, like they're super strict about that. Is what it, I heard. Um, yeah. If you're Argentine, you need to be Argentine, or you need to be a salon dancer. Uh, if you're Argentine, they'll believe that you're a salon dancer, even if you're not. Um, <laughs> but you know, they'll just assume. You know, uh, it's all. Yes, it's, it's in our it's yeah. in our passport. Yeah. <laughs> This is Argentina and salon dancer. Exactly. Uh, or, or you have to be a salon dancer. Yeah, they're, they're not really interested in, in other forms. Milanguero or... Because yeah, we had this beautiful, lovely dancer that you introduced us to. Jai mm -hmm. mm -hmm. from Beijing. When she came yeah. and she wanted to work with us, we're like, 
she's a beautiful dancer. Why does she want to work with us? And she wanted to explore more into other styles. And apparently, yeah. we don't dance salon. <laughs> no, yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. So you, you Adam, guys, I want to ask you a yeah. question. Oh yeah, yeah, sure. What's it like having the coolest name ever? <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's I'm a terrible name. It's a garbage <laughs> name. Are you kidding me? Uh, no, because I've had this conversation. <laughs> Okay, I had this conversation a while ago, probably with Cheryl, because yeah. I don't see many people right now. Yeah. And we're walking down the street, and she's like, if you could have another name, what would it be? And I'm thinking about all the names of my friends. James. Or Chico. Chico. Carol. Cello. Scott. And I'm like, I wouldn't want any of those names. <laughs> But well, if you I were a Scott, Todd. maybe you'd say Todd? you wouldn't want any other name. Like Todd? Would you like the name Todd? Todd. Nobody would like the name Todd. Exactly. Come on, Todd guys. Like How about so, uh, Aurora? What about Theodore? Theodore? I don't know. Ted. Ted? Oh. I mean, so here's and the we thing. Have a good I friend. love Ted. Yeah. You know, we all love Ted. But, yeah, no. Well, you Are we talking about Portland Ted? Like, yeah, Portland Ted. He's great. <laughs> So my point oh, yeah. was, my point is, is like I realized that day, like you're I Adam. think I like my name. I think yeah. you're not. Well, you grew oh, up with that. that name. Of course, you're not. Gonna... I always hated the name. Exactly. I always hated my name. Oh really? Yeah. I always hated. You it. had to give us because that it wasn't first like before you. Okay, first of all, there was no like cool people on TV with the name Adam. It was like Adam Brendan, Sandler, man. At... Adam West. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wrong. Okay. First of all, Adam Sandler <laughs> and Adam West are not cool. <laughs> Adam West was Batman. And he was yeah. the worst Batman <laughs> ever. I mean, just he was he was handsome though. Okay, Carol, you're obviously like he was milonguero. He has this pancita, the pancita milonguero. I like him. He was milonguero. Okay, Adam Sandler's funny. I was saying. Handsome and cool, I think <laughs> was my point. Anyway. I see. But then I got to this conversation recently, and I was like, you know what? I don't think I like like I don't like the name Mike. I like How people that are Adam my friends named Mike, but I don't want to be Mike. And so anyway, are you cool with your name? I mean, I I live with it. I'm fine with it. I don't need <laughs> another name, but you know. I don't think it's a it's great name. I think it's thought to it, <laughs> like I did. <laughs> yes, of course. I never really gave any thought to it. I would have thought. Uh, you know, my my initials when I was a little kid. Uh, so my last name used to be Hamilton, um, and then when I when I got married, I actually took my my stepfather's name, which is the guy that you met. Um, so my mother's husband, um, and uh, and oh, I just kept your, it because your biological. No, stepfather. no, no. Yeah, he's my step. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm five nine. He's four ten. I, I thought you were gonna say. I, I thought you were gonna because, because you have a short dad doesn't mean you're gonna be short, dude. Come it's on. true, but. <laughs> I, I thought you were gonna say that when you got married, you took your wife's name. I offered that, and uh, at the time, she was not. She didn't want to keep her name, so we we took my my uh, my father's my my father's name. He was there since I was three, mm -hmm. so it made a lot more sense for. Her me to be yeah. a cornet instead of Hamilton. But the, the point of the story was when I was a kid and, and I considered by going uh, going by my initials, A-S-H, Ash. 
that was the only other name I ever considered. And I thought I'm not cool enough to go by the name Ash. I have my to middle name is Ashton. Oh my god! Did you know is it really? Yes. <laughs> Look at that. Wow, we have so many like. Oh my layers. lord! I'm sorry. We have so many <laughs> layers. It's weird. Like your your father is a Browns fan. Yeah. Uh, your my middle name is I thought about calling myself Ash too as a kid and I was like I'm not really funny I'm not I'm not Ash I'm hoop I'm definitely hoop (laughs) it's true you're hoop hoop. definitely hoop hoop. (laughs) and I and I told you your main means the man in Turkish Adam means man in Turkish by the way it means that in every language because of Adam and Eve it means Uh, that in every language because of Adam Adam and Eve's Adam like if the name Adam is Adam yeah uh, I don't know if the word Adam comes based on Adam I'm sure it comes from that I'm sure it does so what I was going to say is like if my name was Ash I would not be cool enough to meet women like Chico or Sharon. Like, if my name is Adam, they're gonna be like, or Hoop, they're gonna be like, oh yeah, that's that's Hoop, that's Adam. But if there was, if my name was Ash, I'd be like, oh no, sorry, son, you're you're not an Ash. <laughs> <laughs> Does that make any sense? <laughs> no, not that like, though. Like, you need to be Sharon. We need a translation here. Name. I don't understand what he's saying. It's like, you can't have a sexy name if you're not sexy. Yeah. <laughs> Ash, who's taking a giant piss in a bottle of I'm not. I'm pouring water into the kettles. <laughs> Chill. This is no, you are a pee. <laughs> oh my lord. No, okay, I won't I it's won't like make myself tea. <laughs> it's one of those I won't make myself tea. One of those things in I'll the corner wait. of the room. Oh, oh. You can just mute yourself and make tea. Mm-hmm. You can mute your. You can no, mute no, no. You can mute yourself. How do you? Oh, how do you mute yourself? I'll mute you. Boom! <laughs> You're muted. Nice. I don't know how to let her back in if she wants to talk again, but. So uh, yeah, no, I was just making a joke. Like, if you have a sexy name, but you're like a really not sexy person, it's not going to work out. Just because you told Carrie, she's muted. She's going to go pee now. And hey, it seemed gonna... to work okay for Ashton Kutcher. Right? <laughs> well, Ashton is a sexy man, apparently. Is he? Oh, I just thought he was a goofball. I don't know. <laughs> Dude, the man is married to Demi Moore. That's <laughs> true. True. Yeah. So I, I had a question for you guys. Yes, sir. Which I, which I figured would come up in this conversation, but you've probably talked about it enough, and I apologize. I have not listen to episodes one through 39 yet, um, but, but it's on the to-do <laughs> <Yeah>. list. <laughs> um, so where do you guys, when, where do you guys see uh, Tango coming back? When do you, when do you see it coming back? Muting Carol, hold on. <laughs> oh, Muting Carol, yeah. Um, <laughs> well, I'm promoting- Carol, we love you, Carol. I'm promoting the marathon in Cleveland at the end of July. I think we're going to be, I think that's going to make, that's going to, so uh, I think it's going to be progressive in terms of events. Yeah. How fast, how big it's going to come back. I'm, I'm, I'm I'm just like, 
how do you say this? I am a natural optimist. Is that how you say yeah, it? Yeah, I'm naturally yeah, an optimist. So, which is yeah, probably not the most advantageous characteristic to have, but... Um, <laughs> Same here, and I think I'm even more of an optimist than you are in general. But. Yeah, I mean, you always told me my dick was like 10 inches, but... Just being goofy, but anyway... Um, oh, Jesus. Adam, I'm going I'm to now call you Ash from this point forward. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So, anyway, um, I think like... That small made events, you cool. I think small <laughs> events could start popping up. Like outdoor small events could start popping up. Oh, I'm today. sorry. I thought you were still talking about your penis with small events <laughs> popping up. Guest after 40 episodes. He's always been like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like it. I like uh, it. So I'm uh, thinking like early spring outdoor. Wait for the applause. Wow, you got Adam. a lot of fans apparently. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I'm thinking early spring, hopefully like outdoor events can start happening. And um, and I think there will be some like private stuff going on more. Yeah. Uh, Maybe, but I, I think by summertime, I'm pretty optimistic that if half the country has been vaccinated or close to that, in the, I mean, it's all about the numbers dropping, but yeah, yeah of course. What, what's uh, your projection on this? I'm afraid to ask, actually. <laughs> the, the natural pessimist? Yeah, I maybe you shouldn't. Know. Realist, probably. I can't Carol wants to be unmuted, by the way. <laughs> I know, you got me back now. Look you guys think that it'll be by the summer that everything's going to be not, okay? Not, not, okay, okay, but okay. I think we can... Uh, certain they're things thinking will... starting. Starting and uh, certain areas. And in certain ways and in with yeah. some sort of restrictions. What about you, Susan? Carol, what do you think? I don't know. Like I listen to, you know, the, what the government keeps announcing here and it just seems to change all the time. I had heard at one point, I, I you know, they, you know, the vaccine was coming and everything. And so that was so exciting. And then I realized that, oh, really, there's not that many doses that are coming in the beginning. And, and then I realized, then I heard them say, well, that they're hoping that by September, they would have 50% of the population vaccinated. And I was like, oh, geez, 50%, that's not enough to, to you know, do anything. Then I, then I heard that they would, then they said uh, that by September, everyone who would want to be vaccinated would be vaccinated. So that's like slightly different. And then what I heard yesterday was, uh, like a, it started me thinking in a different way that because they're vaccinating, you know, the most, the people who are at risk here, that here, that's what they're doing, right? The people in uh, nursing homes and then the people who work in nursing homes and then other medical people, whatever. So of course the goal always is just not to fill up, not to, overkill the hospital system. So I'm thinking, well, 
maybe when everyone who's really vulnerable is vaccinated, they're going to like let us go out and like all catch it kind of thing. No, hmm. I think that. Um, yeah, let's hope not. I'm a. I'm more so. I'm. I'm definitely more optimistic, and I think that um, by springtime, summer, with masks and certain precautions, we we should be fine getting back to. A lot of a lot of well you know last summer they let us you know we were allowed to dance a bit right last summer but it was with masks um but no partner changing and i can tell you that no partner changing the novelty of going to dance <laughs> tango when you can't change partners that novelty wears off very fast it is not it is not a malonga right mm -hmm. like what we're missing also is not just dancing, but we're missing the Malonga experience, the socializing part. And of course, they don't want you to socialize. They don't want you to get closer than two meters and they don't want you to take off your mask. So that kind of social aspect uh, is still going to be quite a, is going to be missing, I think. Even if they say, okay, you can go out and dance in a park with your mask on and don't change partners. No, I don't think that yeah. though. I think that changing partners is going to be fine. I think... I think it's well. Here they wouldn't allow it, is well, what I'm know, saying. We're, we now have a vaccine, and we have things that are gonna make it more um, accessible. So, yeah, I'm not. It's a very different situation. That's all I'm saying. So. Of course, of course. But do you think we'll have had to have the vaccine for them to uh, permit that kind of openness? Because I don't think they're going to get to people our age by July, think, not here. What I think is that, when what I know from what we've seen is that once the numbers of people going into hospitals drops, yeah, that's what I was trying to say. Then they're they're not so and that's stressed. That's, but that's the only criteria we're ever going to have as a society. Like there's never going to be yeah. a day when one person is like, all right, everybody, it's fine. No, we're just going to like, see that, mm -hmm. like, okay, every day 200 people get it and five people go to the hospital. That's like the flu. Okay, whatever. So I think that's what we're gearing ourselves towards. And the vaccine, hopefully that's going to hit, I hope by, you know, for me personally, next week but no i mean obviously i think it's gonna be like may june whatever um but let's get back to the focus yeah. of adam uh, the Cornette. conversation adam Cornette and I his little penis um yes that's, that's a good sound back oh mom. no no i'm sticking oh. with the name adam <laughs> uh, adam when you if when you have a new student uh-huh um, How hard do you fuck? I'm <laughs> like, I'm banning him. I opened I Pandora's box talking about his penis. Right now. <laughs> um, what's 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 the one of the most <clears throat> important advices I you give? I fucked you up, Chico. I fucked yes, up your question. <laughs> yeah. So I'm sorry. Can you, Adam? Still fucking us up? Can exactly. <laughs> 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 I, I wish I could mute him, but if I mute him, I mute myself. Oh, perfect. Oh, <laughs> so if you were, what's an advice that you would, okay, I'm changing my question. What's an okay. advice that you would give to a new tango dancer, one of your students, 
that you wish you heard earlier on when you started dancing? Oh, Chico, you're supposed to send these these questions via Don't email. Don't start like, dancing. <laughs> that's a really. I'm just teasing. That's a, it's a good great question. question. It's one that uh, yeah, no, it's it's. Good question, Adamo. Did you hear that? Oh, good question. So you need to shut up. Okay. <laughs> no, it's go a, to China. Yeah, go to go to China. Make the money. Um. Yeah, one. You know, I would I would say uh, honestly, don't go too fast. You know, mm -hmm. enjoy your enjoy the enjoy your time learning and dancing. Try not to be the best as quick as you can. Um, mm -hmm. You know, the the faster you go, the I mean, it, it feels rewarding at first. Um, you know, like you're 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 really accomplishing something, but it's it's a dance of diminishing returns. Uh, mm -hmm. And I've told students this before that the harder you work. Uh, the less people you're going to want to dance with in the long run, um, and it's gonna it's gonna get to a point where you know you, you're 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 making that that group of people that you enjoy dancing with smaller and smaller because we're not in Argentina, so we don't have the you know not every community has the highest quality. But um, something actually that I, if if you don't mind me saying, uh, as an offshoot of your question, if this person were not me, you know, not, not, not a male, but a female, um, mm -hmm. starting out in tango, I would warn her of the men in tango. Um, and I'd warn her of the, of the inappropriateness that happens inside of all dance. It's not mm -hmm. just tango, but, but all dance and, um, and just, uh, be ready to, you know, like I, I try to prepare my, my younger female students, especially, but all female students, but, um, to, uh, to, and, and, um, I guess, Prepare them, educate them, and you know, get them ready to uh, have a response to some of the things that happen in tango that I think are really unfortunate. So, yeah, somber. Sorry. No, sorry, I just muted me accidentally. So. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> and we're muting Carol yeah. again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> now it's also no. Uh, I forgot my train of thought because I I'm got muted. No, don't mute me. <laughs> no, it's. I think both are like really valid things yeah. to bring up with people who are just starting tango. I, yeah. I, I don't know. As like having grown up as a woman and a female, like I, to me, like if you don't think that sort of stuff is gonna happen in tango, you're. In, I'm sorry, but you're too naive or you're an idiot because it's well, everywhere. You're, not except you're also, you're <laughs> also a New Yorker and you're also from another culture. And, and I don't know, I, I don't want to say anything uh, negative or positive or anything otherwise of your culture. Um, but, and how the men treat women in Turkey, I have no clue. Um, but you know, um, I, I had, I had a Harvard student um, mm -hmm. who is, uh, she's originally from Canada, moved moved to the U.S. to go to Harvard. Incredibly smart woman, incredibly cultured. Used to live in Japan, uh, speaks Japanese. Um, incredibly cultured person. But uh, I saw a guy, um, you know, she was new in tango, and uh, she had taken a little bit in high school, came to Harvard. She started dancing. Um, and I saw this 50-something-year-old guy, um, you know, being skeezy on her, just, mm -hmm. you know, and and – um, and, and, you know, he, he put her in what is called a sweetheart cuddle and other dances where his, 
his back or his chest is to her back. It's not even, it's not a move in tango, Ooh, obviously. No, and at and at the very end, he's like smelling her hair as he pulls her in closely. And, you know, whereas this might work in a romantic novel or something, it didn't work on the tango dance floor. <laughs> no, so, uh, and, and I saw her just shudder with disgust. And uh, so I pulled this guy aside. I was DJing, but I said, oh, you know what? Time to put on a playlist and let it go. I took this guy outside and I talked to him for 45 minutes. What the details of that conversation are absurd, and we can get into that another time. But then I, I went to her and I, um, after I had talked to him, and I just wanted to let her know that I saw what happened um, and I, that I talked to him about his, uh, his behavior um, and that, um, you know, that, that she shouldn't worry about him um, and also that uh, I apologized for that thing happening to her. And that, that's um, not okay. That's not okay or acceptable. Yeah. Wow, that's and, pretty and, and, amazing that you actually made the effort to talk to that. Especially dude. like when you're yeah. DJing and like to like decide this is. So what? More what like... was the conversation like with that guy? Oh my goodness, uh, this guy was insane. So he did not told me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. He did not deny. Actually, this is what he. These are some of the things he said. Whenever he asks someone to dance. He always asks them, asks them, do they want it mild, medium, or spicy? Excellent. There is my yeah. cue. That would be yeah. my cue. Like, oh, of course, but not I, if you're a brand new dancer. If you're a brand new dancer, maybe you're what like, the let's fuck. I or, know. Or, or like, if you've never really, like you said, been exposed to that sort of stuff to uh, read between the lines. You know, but dude, I mean, yeah, any absolutely. any situation in your life when you meet somebody for the first time, and it's like, "Hi, how are you?" Well, would <laughs> you, you like it mild, <laughs> medium, or spicy? <laughs> um, oh, nice. I would take. Oh. Doggy. I'll take a doggy bag. Thank I, you. I will not take one. <laughs> I, will, yeah. I, will, I will walk away. Well, you guys, you guys know um, Parisa, yeah? Yeah, of course. Zolfagari. Yeah, she's yeah. a fantastic friend of mine. She's originally, you know, she's a Portlander. She didn't learn how to say no to a dancer until moving to New York. Yeah. And well, was, this is was, what I was going to say. Like, yeah, like they, you need, you do need to learn. It's okay to say no. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. Um, yeah. And, and it's, it's not taught that way. So, you know, everybody just says yes. And then tries to, you know, bear and grin it through the dance. And this poor girl did, uh, she, you know, and, and she just dealt with it. And, um, you know, she, she told me later that the only reason she stayed in tango was because I made the effort to come up to her and, and, and tell her that I talked to the guy and that I apologized and, and, um, you know, and, and we've become friends since then, uh, this person and I. That's really um, amazing. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, but yeah, I, it's, it's this type of stuff, uh, that, that I'm, yeah. it's kind of sad that it happens. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's one of the things that we bring up in like, especially in smaller communities too, because like when you're in a community in New York, yeah, there too, we have people that come into tango don't like I, I had a hard time saying no, even when I would hurt, like, Mm. like physically I had an injury and like, um, it's it's smaller communities. It's even harder. So like when we, would go to teach in some of these smaller communities. And when Adam would bring I this would up freak out and especially like <laughs> he would bring it up, especially if there is someone in class that he Remember feels Todd? is a danger. 
Jerf, that's why I don't want to give names or a community. Yeah, fuck that. Uh, <laughs> oh, fuck that guy. Seriously, man, that guy was unacceptable. So, like, when there is this sort of a personality that we see, Adam would bring it up in the classes, not like in the social atmosphere, but in the class, like, it's okay to say no. And this guy said, and, no, if you want to build a community, you need to blah, blah, blah. And then I found out this guy oh, was yeah. like file rape like whatever okay i'm, I'm, You're I'm getting extreme but yeah, yeah. No, i <laughs> okay, normally am very quiet about these things but in this instance it was like serious like but even if it yeah. wasn't that community like it's one thing that like uh he would bring up and like i didn't think about bringing this up even though it was like it was really nice of my partner and who's a man to bring this up to communities that we went to. And that was like, uh, I think my way of learning, like, yeah, this is good information because it took me a while. Like it took me to actually be physically injured to give myself a reason to say, it's okay to say no. Hmm. Um, And I was lucky enough, I think like when I felt people who could feel like they're giving me lines and I could, I could read between the lines and I could turn something like that into a joke very easily. And this is my, I think how I deal with situations like that. And if someone like that is saying something like that to you and you take that situation and make fun of them to their face, uh, they're not going to do anything funny with you because you've already put them down. Uh, <clears throat> but anyway, like uh, it was always good to see that Adam doing that. And that was a learning experience for me and to hear oh. you say the same thing. Um, yeah. I mean, we're the, we're the, the quote unquote leaders of these communities. And if we're not going to step up, then who is? Yeah. Yeah, you know, at every level, you know. So yeah, I was so and, upset. And, and, that at the day, same time, I, I kind of Chica was like, "No, Adam, don't, 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 don't say." Anything. And I was like, "No, this is fucked up. This asshole, like, blah blah blah." And uh, sometimes you just really have to set a tone, like, because everybody, like, women. I'm sorry to say this, but they're so used to deflecting and. And in trying to avoid these things and and not having men, again, I'm sorry to say this, but like come up to their defense. And I was in a position where I was like, no, fuck this guy, fuck this situation. Uh-huh. Like he should not be doing this. And he's been a part of this little town community for all these years, and nobody's confronted him about his obnoxious uh-huh. behavior. And uh, so, yeah. And going back to your other advice of not rushing to. Uh, oh yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, but that's interesting. Like, I think my reaction would be more like, yeah, I could tell someone not to rush. Like, I tell my students, like, okay, do have goals, but yeah. don't get frustrated with yourself that you're not at your goal today or tomorrow. Like yeah. it's, it's a process and you have to enjoy the journey. Uh, and yes, you're going to suck for a while. This is how this <laughs> is. And you have to be comfortable to be a beginner, 
because sure. if you think about most people that come to tango is like people that are accomplished like especially people who take privates and this and that like they have the means to do that and so in order to do that they are at a place where they're more accomplished in something that they've been doing in their lives and then they are beginners in something all of a sudden and so mm -hmm. they i feel sometimes are rushing to be good at this and so then they can't enjoy the process uh or they're uncomfortable in their skin yeah. uh, or they refuse to bring their life experience into but they're learning new. Hmm. Um, yeah, but you know what? Oh, yeah. what you said with, like they're gonna get less and less joy because there'll be, um, you know, the more they less advance, people that they would want to dance with. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if that's always the case, but yeah. No, there's some optimists out there that like, <laughs> like you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can enjoy like dancing with anybody I feel most of well, you the know, time. One of my students, um, I watched her go from being a, a new dancer to being um, like the dancer at at uh, marathons, like the, the one that one of the few followers that everybody wanted to dance with, um, to then going to being this person who was like, yeah, there's no one there I want to dance with all within like a year and a half. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. I thought, man, that's such a, uh, you know, and she, she probably took a hundred privates with me, I think, you know, and, um, in that time. I mean, it was just constant, you know, um, and I, I, I've kind of felt, I mean, I felt pride, that, you know, for, you know, proud of her that she was accomplishing these things. But at the same time, I was like, man, you just, you just did like five years of dancing in, in a matter of, you know, 16, 18 months, you know, this is too fast. Yeah. 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 Did she enjoy? Did she stuck with it after? No. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She, yeah, she tries to find ways to to keep herself engaged, you know. Um, and and she still has she has, still has growth to do, and she knows. But um, you know, it's just kind of sad that her her dancing pool in her city. That's she's like, oh, there's no one here I want to dance with, and then she goes. She has to spend more money to go to all these. Big events, she has to then, travel. yeah, of course. Yeah, and then and then that that pool goes down to you know one or two or three people, you know that that she's she's traveling just to dance with this one guy. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, pretty wild. Interesting. Yeah. I'm curious to hear what Marcelo and Carol. Oh, we have five minutes left. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. When did it become eleven twenty-five? Now, I am. I am. Right I am. Now. I think right it is so, something that I. We have eleven twenty-five. <laughs> yes, Marcelita. There is a. Marcelita. I, it's something that Adam is saying. Marcelita. Marcelita. And I. <laughs> Jesus this, Christ. This one, <laughs> this <laughs> Well, there maybe is, there, there has to be a bit more to the dance than just dancing with someone who you think is really good. That's what I would say. Like, it's it's kind of turning me a bit the wrong way. Like, I understand what we're all talking about here, but there's more to going to a marathon or going to an event than just dancing. I mean, whatever you know, there's it's fun to dance with people, not just with people who are per really, really, really proficient. 
No? It's a social... No, I, well, that's I exactly agree. what we've been no, talking gonna, about. Exactly for, what I... Yeah. yeah. Last yeah. nine months on this podcast. Like, Marcelo, what were you going to say? I'm curious. I, 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 there is something, there is two things that I'm, I'm noticing really, uh, that us as a community now, we, I feel that this needs to be addressed and at the same time, uh, form a new shape. Uh, one of the things that I really feel that we need to be addressed is what I understand what Adam is saying is this emotional labor is something that I started to hear mm. uh, about the women world, this emotional labor that they, they, they are suspected for women to carry up the emotional, uh, be, be responsible for the emotion of the men, if that makes sense what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, You're not this, talking about dancing. You're talking about no, like no, life. Talking, life, exactly. And that, that concept is transported to the tango community and more yes. and more in these small communities and this, at the same time in particular cultures. And I see that in the North American culture, and not in, and I didn't see it much in, in Canada, but yes, in the States, this is really intense and disturbing. That is from outside, for an outsider, right? And I'm not saying that here in Argentina doesn't happen, but it's not so hard as I see it in, 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 in the States. And as, as a community, I think that uh, that is a concept that should be addressed. And I agree with Adam like in the beginning that the females that they want to dance as a leader or as a follower doesn't really matter. It's important for them to don't carry the emotion of the other person. Mm. It's there not to, to do that labor. If the other person feels bad, if doesn't feel rejected, if doesn't feel is the other person works in themselves that they need to nurture, not no carry that burden in themselves. This is one thing. And the other thing that is interesting for me, it is one of the things that I notice that bring the tango up and as well bring the tango down was this competition and the salon style because the salon style created this concept of competition. I mean, who, who dance better or who is the champion or who is the, the, who has more level. And that is double edged source because, and one part motivate people to, to improve and to get better. At the same time, they create this division between Oh, who dance well? So I want to dance with that kind of people because that will bring my social status up, and and that is mess up. So I feel that uh, it's an interesting moment to discuss these these points and address them. Can yeah, I can I say something? Say. I just I just thought Please. of something. Um, when I you know I had been dancing for a while in Montreal, um, but I, I didn't really start going to. Um, things in other cities till quite a bit later. But I remember my first experiences uh, were being in shock that I could be at a dinner table more than once with a group of people and that those guys never thought to invite me on the dance floor once. And I remember thinking, wow, where did these people grow up? You know, like, um, uh, no, because I'm thinking that it's very common when people are getting super, super excited about the dance and becoming somewhat proficient that, uh, they, they just become so goal oriented. And I remember in the very beginning when I would go to these things, I remember the first event I went to the only people, I, I, there were a, 
a couple girls there that I do, like I knew Anne Sophie, I knew Sherry, I knew uh, uh, Dina, and they were introducing me, they were doing their best to introduce me to everyone. And you know, those three had been dancing a long time. So if anybody had had a little bit of smarts and said, oh, this is my friend Carol, I've known her for a long time, They'd have to realize that at least I, maybe I'm not a great dancer, but I wasn't a beginner. Guys, I'm so sorry. I'm the, so sorry. The The podcast is going to cut us off in like 30 seconds. One minute. Okay, so let yes, me just yes, yes, yes. The, only, the only people who invited me to dance were Europeans. I believe you. Yeah. It's, uh, you know. And, uh, and and they were older as well. So it was just like, I think that is something we can teach people as well, that not to, you don't have to dance with everybody, but it, it's nice to be a bit sociable And be part sometimes. of the community. Like, it's not only about, like, yeah, dancing with specific people and specific levels. On that note. Yeah, I'm so sorry, Carol. I would, uh, fuck, I, I would love, love to, to continue. continue this. But the fucking... <laughs> Oh, we will another yeah, yeah. time. I, I'm so grateful you joined us tonight and called in and this stupid thing is